At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. We're live. Look, I did it. We're live, everyone. Welcome to Benzinga Live. Spencer, Aaron, we have the next two and a half hours uh, to kill. And we're going to do that by, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about yesterday. Is to, Well, my first question, yep. and I honestly have no clue, is today the one-year anniversary of the height of GameStop stock price? I'm glad you asked. We can look that up. Okay. So, so... So we'll do that. I, I, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I have not seen anything out there. For some reason, I just like woke up and felt like... You felt it in your bones? Yeah, I was like, a year ago today was like when shit hit the fan. He felt it in his soul. Yeah. He woke up and it was... January 27th, that that number, that date it, rings. It might be like the 20... I don't know. It's it was Aaron's... This, it's around this time. Aaron's subconscious was like, GameStop, GameStop. I know, I was getting, getting flashbacks. Sadat says he remembers losing money. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sadat, uh, I think you emailed us, and nobody responded to you yet, and I apologize for that. Um, it's not acceptable. Unacceptable. Um, somebody will respond. What's up, Rich? Uh, okay, so here's what we got today. We uh, are going to talk about uh, the one-year anniversary, or, or not, <laughs> of GameStop. Uh, we will we'll schmooze about the Fed for a couple minutes here and there. I can't imagine we'll spend too much time on that. We're going to talk uh, biotech with uh, Vivi uh, Biotech, the bio queen at 12... Um, 15? 15. Uh, I think Luke is still set to join us. I know. I tried to go over there and confirm with him, but he seemed busy. So okay, I, I think Luke like, is still set. Is going to come or not? It is Thursday, and on Thursdays at noon, Luke Hotstocks Luke comes by, so we'll have that on. Uh, I'm excited for our uh, one. Oh, and we have options, Mike, at 1245, right? Correct. And then we, uh, our 130 guest is going to be fun. We're talking to Bob uh, Vanek. He is the founder and CEO of Treble Music. Um, he is part of that Going Public series we talked about last week. Um, his company is currently in the midst of a fundraise, uh, and they are trying to uh, go after Spotify slash Apple Music. Very interesting stuff. So, so we're going to talk to Bob. That'll be at 130. Um, and yeah, in the meantime, we're just going to you know hang out, do what we do, talk stocks, talk crypto, talk about life. And uh, speaking of crypto. Yeah, I was going to roll the intro first. But yeah, no. yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead and roll the intro. All right. This is Ben Zinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. So. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show to talk some IPOs. Jake Wojcik from Trend Spider. We have a. Aaron just walked away. This is what happened. He just literally left. I ran the intro and he's gone. Look. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, uh, Voodoo, did I get your email? Um, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, Voodoo. I, I, I don't know. 
If I got your email, I'll have to, I'll have to double check. Uh, is Lisa King coming on our show uh, now or never? Um, okay. This is what I, we had a meeting uh, this morning to talk about this. This is what we're going to try and do. No, no promises, but this is what we're going to try and do. There are several companies, public companies, that are basically meme stocks. And I'm not, I'm not talking about GameStop and AMC. I'm talking about, like, the smaller ones, right? BBIG, Genie. There's a couple others. We're going to – oh, Aaron's back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to try to do a day where we get all these companies on the show. Not, like, together. Not at the same time. But on the show, we're going to get them all on one. We're going to do a special, like, meme stock show. That's 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 our goal. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if we can pull it off. I don't know um, – uh, if the companies, uh, if the timing will work out, but that's what we are going to try and do that in the next couple of weeks, next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm just going to say hold tight on that, on the Lisa King thing. I'll have an update for you. If not next week, then the week after, uh, meme stock Monday, maybe, maybe, but we, we looked on the calendar. There's a couple of days that, that are pretty wide open. We're going to try and get all these companies on, on the same day. And then you can all leave us alone. Uh, after that happens. <laughs> All right, so I, I've got something I want to talk about that's not really market-related, but it is, it. it is financially related. Financially related. All right. So I have plans to go out President's Day weekend oh. uh, skiing in Colorado. Hold on. I'm also going to share my screen because while I'm, while I'm talking about this, I'm going to pull up my Benzinga Pro. Okay. Um, and and fact-check this GameStop. Well, I, I, just, I'm, I just did that. Oh, okay. So uh, this is the this is the the GameStop chart, and I went back, and the height of the madness for GameStop was January twenty eighth. So tomorrow, tomorrow. So my gut feeling was one day off. You your gut feeling was pretty close. My gut feelings are uh, never that accurate. So let's let's just zoom in on this. Let's just zoom way in, and we'll go in here, and we just look. All right. So a year ago today is when it kind of started. Well, not started, well, but when it like the it, like the peak, it's whatever it comes right before the peak. Oh, I never noticed this. The 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 peak in volume was the twenty sixth, two days before the peak in price. Huh? Huh? Interesting. I never noticed that before. Anyway, um, so tomorrow is the one year anniversary of the high, the four hundred eighty three dollar high in GME. Cool. We. How do you want to celebrate? Wait, tomorrow? Yeah. I've I don't know. Should... We'll, we'll brainstorm after the show. All right. Uh, maybe we take a trip to GameStop tonight and buy some, like, memorabilia. Honestly, if GameStop didn't put out, like, merchandise, like, shirts that said GameStonk and stuff like that, they should have. Because I, I would have I gone to uh, GameStop and bought something. Also, yeah, maybe, should we pl try to play it? Like, buy a GameStop call in case tomorrow people go rush out and buy it on the one-year anniversary? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Down, down about 6% today. I don't know. Also, before we end the show today, I do want to talk about Hood. Um, I'm looking at yeah. some options to trade Hood, who reports earnings today. All right, uh, we'll get we'll, we'll get there. All right, but back to what I was going to talk about. That's yeah. not market related, but it's financially related. Um, if you are a cop, uh, law enforcement, some, someone like that, tune out right now. Um, oh boy. So, like I said, I have plans to go skiing President's Day weekend in Colorado. It's no, it's no 
secret that this is a very expensive thing. I don't I don't think I can afford paying two hundred dollars like a day for lift tickets even to go skiing for like three days. It's gonna be like six hundred dollars. Not not to mention equipment rental. Right. Yeah, so food, the rental's food, actually cheaper. Travel. Exactly. I, luckily, I have free lodging there. So that's the one thing that I'm, like, saving money on. The flights aren't insane. Um, okay. So I have a couple options here. I have a couple different crypto plays, options plays I might try to make before then to try to raise some capital. Uh, that's obviously very risky because then if I lose that capital, I'm even less likely to be able to ski. Um, but here are some different options that I'm debating. Uh, so it's in Breckenridge, which is run by Vail Resorts. Vail Resorts on their career page has a bunch of uh, listings offered for jobs and they're short staffed. So one of my thinkings is I could, um, oh, a three day pass. That's a great, that's a great idea. I could, oh yeah, it's a stock. So this is market related. I could get a job bartending at one of their like restaurant resorts and work there for like a night and use my like employee free ski passes and just never show up for another shift. That's one option. Um, that wouldn't work why wouldn't it work can't you just fund your trip by like buying margin buying puts on 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 veil resorts and dude i don't know i've been hearing wait wait wait, president's day so we have we have three weeks i've been hearing that the mountains are freaking packed but i do think they have like labor shortage like they're having to not sell as many they're not selling as much as they would in terms should we try and fund your trip with a with a trade on the stock i like that and it's a great idea okay um can you pull up the options chain on Vail? I will, yeah. And, right and ticker MTN. You can see the chart now. Um, let's zoom. So it, we'll be we'll look at monthlies. You want to play it on the downside? Well, I'm I'm just I I just looked and the all time high was uh, in November. We've been on the steady down. I, I would be much rather. Well, it's hard. It's so hard because the market is not directional right now. It's 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 choppy. It's very difficult. Um, These options are pretty expensive, actually. So if I wanted to buy a, well, this isn't too bad. February eighteenth, if I wanted to buy a two hundred fifty dollar put, can we can we sell something? Can we can we sell some put your calls? Three seventy. Can we sell some put your calls and and get get some income? Ooh, then, no, I don't have enough collateral for that. We could do a spread. We could talk to Options Mike about that. Uh, Darren's voting for calls. I kind of agree with how beaten up the stock has gotten since October. I mean, it's not even ski. It's the ski- can we sell some calls? That's what. That's where. Okay. Oh, you don't want you can't do. No, that. selling calls is bearish. Yeah, I know. He said calls. I'm saying. Oh, I th- I thought Darren was saying he's voting for buying calls. <laughs> I, I don't know what he. I, don't, I I interpreted it to mean he said. And he's... I interpreted it the other way. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, Dylan, that's a good idea. I honestly did not even think about that. Three day pass in advance will save you money. So I had two other options that we haven't gotten to yet. Option one was uh, finding a job there, working like one day. Option two was hoping <laughs> hoping they don't like if I if say I worked a Friday night at the bar. Yeah. And then. Uh, you know, try to ski the rest of that weekend. Like, what if it's just like over the weekend they don't they don't cancel my like employee lift tickets? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a chance they like do it the next week. You know, yeah. so I don't know. That's yeah. uh, that's one option. Option two. Option two is the option. Is, is all right. So now we have four options. Option okay. two is the option. Okay. Option three. Uh, this is the one that again, if you're a, a cop, law enforcement agent, uh, you know, just tune out, mute for a second. I think you can buy fake ski passes on the dark web. Are you? How does one even get on the dark? I don't know. I, I called don't... Aaron Thomas asking the other night, and he didn't know. So Ugh. that one, that one. Wait, will... If our our IT guy doesn't know, then I I yeah. I don't know. Here's the fourth option we need a new IT that guy. I came up with uh, just today. Yeah. So a lot of these dating apps have modes that you can go on travel mode. What if I set 
like my Tinder to travel mode in Breckenridge and tried to match with a girl that works at the ski resort before then, Use establish a rapport, and then say, oh, by the way, I'm in Breckenridge this weekend. Can I buy some ski passes through you at like an employee discount? <laughs> oh, oh, so you're, you're upfront about it. You're like, hey, can I... Yeah, you know, I could even make my bio on the thing, like, "Hey, looking for someone specifically that works at the resort." Of all of these, of, of the four of these ideas, uh, well, I guess it was five because the other idea was buy the three day pass, um, which is the above board idea. I like the options trade the best. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I I don't love the idea of committing a of what could potentially be a felony. Voodoo is pointing out. I, I I can't speak to whether it's a felony or not, but I but it's a crime. So let's. See if we can not do that. Um, the idea of the, the the Tinder play, I guess if you're upfront about it, there are worse. The, the, it's not as bad as the other the other idea, the the working at the bar idea. Um, I don't, that's a bad idea. I guess yeah. Young Money's saying that that probably won't work out. What the Tinder idea? No, the bar idea. The bar the bar idea won't work. The bar idea won't work. I feel um, like it could be one of those things that just slips through the slips through the cracks. Oh, David Lynn's got a sixth option. Man on the slopes. <laughs> Man on the slopes. Can you can you even imagine how that would work? Uh, it's a good idea, oh, David. Heard scrambler I'm, I'm bet gonna... on a football game. Maybe I'll text Cowboy. That's actually a good idea too. Uh, uh, wait. Okay. Um, can you? Even, what was I going to say? Uh, um, well, I guess actually, too, this could all be a moot. Shoot. This could all be a moot point because I. Uh, so yesterday, when the when the market dipped, so okay, let's let's use this to segue into sure. uh, what happened yesterday afternoon. So uh, for for the majority of of yesterday morning and into the early afternoon, uh, the markets were all up, like you know, I think the queues were up two and a half percent or something, um, and then they actually moved higher right at two p.m. when the Fed statement came out. Um, but kind of like we talked about yesterday, it, it's similar in a way, analogous to when a company reports earnings, you get the first move off of the numbers that come out, but then you get your real move when the guidance comes out. Yeah. Uh, when Jerome Powell came out uh, 30 minutes after that at 2.30 and started speaking, uh, the markets took a nosedive, which was pretty uh, atypical for a, for a Jerome Powell speech, or at least what I've found in the past uh, couple years. I don't even remember at this point. but uh, Yeah, it's all, it's all a blur. But... Um, the markets took a nosedive. I, I was looking at it and I was like, this is, it, it was very, to me, it just seemed very dramatic, right? Stupid. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft, Microsoft reported great earnings on Tuesday night and yesterday, Wednesday, Microsoft was trading up like four or 5% for most of the day. And then when the market crash went down to like up 2% and I was like, all right, this is ridiculous. Like that first move for Microsoft to go up 5% after that earnings report was warranted. That's legit. The 3% move down from Jerome Powell saying what we all already knew, what Wall Street all expected. There was no surprise. There was no new news. Um, I went out and bought a Microsoft call on the dip yesterday. Um, let me pull up my Robinhood because I, um, at one point, and I only had one options contract because this is where I usually would have like trimmed. At one point, it was up like $500. I didn't sell it. It moved back down. I actually set a stop limit on it, and then it sold on the way down while, while Microsoft kind of sold off for a minute, I guess, at like 10 a.m. Um, and then I got back into – I got into some Apple calls after that. I have one Coinbase call that's going to – Wait, expi- that's not – oh, did you misinterpret what I said? 
No, I, I I didn't say the, to buy the Apple call. I know, I know. Oh, okay, so I asked Spencer at like nine forty five, <laughs> like right here when I was up like three hundred bucks. I was like, Spencer, should I sell this or let it ride? Mind you, I'm on the phone when this when when he oh, asked yeah, me this. But so. this was more pressing than whatever Spencer was on the phone about. Um, Spencer told me to let it ride, which I was actually surprised by because usually Spencer's the so, more conservative one. Yeah, yeah I am. A, a, yeah. When it, between uh, him and I. Yep. Um, and a couple other guys I was asking the office told me to sell it. I didn't. And actually, I was glad I didn't sell it because it ended up moving up a lot higher. But then it started coming back down, and that's when I got scared and sold it. And then, of course, when I did, Microsoft started moving back up. But then I was looking around the markets for some other like things that I liked. And I was surprised that these Apple calls, the 167 and a half that expire tomorrow, actually weren't terribly expensive. And Apple's at 163 right now. So, I mean, say they have a great report and, and go up open up four or five percent tomorrow that's uh eight dollars that's 170 I'm, I'm perfectly in the money so i i got into these and what i off what i feel like happens with apple a lot and i don't have the data or numbers in front of me i feel like apple trades higher into earnings more times than not oh whether that means that glad it, you mentioned that whether that means that it trades higher after earnings i don't know but into earnings i think we see a little increase in volume because apple is like a it's just a earnings. It's like a I'm trying to think of an analogy. I, I'm I'm gonna give a, a free plug to a site that I use called Market Chameleon. They don't pay us, but they definitely should. Um, I mean, look at this. The do, past six quarters, Apple's beat or matched expect. Like Apple just always performs well in earnings. D- like. Dimitri, if you're out there, hit me up. I'm giving you some free press right now. Uh, I, I use that site to look at how stocks behave into and out of earnings and. Aaron's theory that Apple trades higher into earnings is, um, it's interesting. It, it, it's correct and on an average basis. On average, yes, Apple trades higher into earnings. But there are actually, if you if you if you go out and just look at the day before and just look at two days before, there are actually more negative occurrences than positive occurrences. The difference is that the positive occurrences are are larger. Than the negative occurrences. So in the aggregate, it is a positive average. But there, if you go back to the one day and two days prior, it does trade a lower more than it trades higher. If you go out further beforehand, Apple almost always, like if you were to buy Apple two weeks before the earnings report um, and sell it the day of the report, it almost always moves higher in the two weeks prior and the one week prior. Um, but if you go, if you're if you're looking at just the two day and the one day prior, it, it, it's very mixed. Now that's all old news now because Apple reports tonight. So let's look at after the fact. Um, after earnings, if you go one day out, if you buy Apple today and then sell it at some point tomorrow, there's basically a fifty fifty chance that you're going to make money um, on uh, you know uh, I, I'm buying the stock today, selling it tomorrow, uh, based on the average returns over the last three years. If you're going to hold it for two days, hold it for three days, uh, or hold it for one week or two weeks, you have a much greater chance. Uh, The average two-week gain, um, so we're talking about buying Apple today and selling it two weeks from today, the average two-week gain um, would be, uh, it's a little over 1%, which is not a lot in the average, but there's two positive occurrences for every negative occurrence, so you're basically two, you're two, uh, two or three chance that the stock uh, trades higher if historical patterns 
stay the same. Um, and some of these exam, some some of these quarters, it, it's had massive earnings runs. So the bottom line here is more often than not, Apple does trade higher in the days and weeks after an earnings report. Um, if you're willing to hold for a couple of days, that's the takeaway from that. I hope that was helpful. I think it was. Yeah, and I. I... I, I honestly don't disagree, Darren, that there are probably better plays out there than Apple right now. Uh, that was just the one that caught my eye. I think I think what happened was I was expecting the specific contracts I was looking at to be more expensive than they were. So then when I saw them, that they were only – I mean, let's see. We can look at it right here. What I I bought three contracts at 114 So I spent 342 on these three contracts. Um, yeah, I mean – like I said, like I think I was just expecting them to be a little bit higher, a little bit more expensive, and they weren't. So I went out and bought them. Uh, kind of a YOLO play. With that said, I do have about $400 left of buying power. So if anyone's got some better plays that might help fund my ski trip, then let me know. Um, and uh, Suna D in the chat saying, isn't Apple, um, isn't Apple facing supply chain issues? And yeah. That may be true, but everyone right now is. So why? So, so the question is about it's about relativity, right? Is Apple better suited than its competitors when it comes to the supply chain issues, or worse off? And I would imagine, again, without knowing that Apple's actually in a better position when it comes to uh, certain supply chain issues compared to other players in the space. Uh, yeah, I mean. At the, at the end of the day, we're basically flipping a coin and we're heads or tails. I, either they, it's a good quarter or it's not. I'm, we're not here to tell you it'll be one, one way or the other. All we can really do is follow the price action. And actually, that's that's a that, that's an idea that I'm sort of getting more and more behind. Uh, you know, for the last since I've been at Benzinga, you know, I've I've been you know. Well, I don't even think it's it's a because I think Apple is. I think it's more likely than not Apple reports a. a Good quarter. Well, let's go back and look at the history. Let's go. Let's go into the pro. But what I was going to say is, I think even if Apple reports a good quarter, there's a chance the stock trades down tomorrow. We saw that uh, a couple quarters ago when it, it was when the, the quarter Amazon, Apple all reported like their best reports ever, and all the stocks traded down because it was kind of at the very tail end of the COVID run, and they were like, "All right, this growth is amazing, but that it, it's unsustainable. It's not going to continue going." All right. So well, let me make this easier for y'all to see. Uh, I've got my pro. This is a history of Apple's earnings reports going back every single quarter. I think since I think I went back to like 2012 or no, I went back to 2013. All right, and let's go look and let's just look at the amount of green on the screen. Green equals they beat. Red equals they missed. I'm going to make this these columns a little bit smaller, um, just so y'all can can see it better. All right, so we see as it pertains to earnings per share, Apple comes in higher almost always. They almost never miss the estimate on their earnings per share. Last time they missed the estimate was in uh, um, 2000. And, well, they they came in even with the estimate last quarter, but, uh, but they missed in 2016. It's been six years since Apple missed their earnings estimate on the, on the EPS. That's incredible. Now, on the sales, on the revenue, the top line number, all the money coming in the door, uh, they, do, they have missed before. They missed last quarter. 
They missed in uh, once in 2018. But still, bottom line is this. This is a company that beats the expectations almost always. Does that translate to the stock going higher? Well, we just talked about this. Usually, yes. Usually, it does. Um, Ron is saying that a week ago he purchased a, a new Apple computer delivery mid, mid-March. They're having trouble getting chips. Delivery mid-March. Wow. That's a, uh, Aaron. That's a long time. Are we seeing that? Is it hard to buy a Mac computer right now? No, no. Is it hard to get delivery? Yeah. It takes a while. Because you all can't hear what's happening right now. He go, uh, Aaron asks if it's hard to buy a computer. Producer Aaron uh, Thomas says no. I ask, is it hard to get delivery? He says yes. That's why. That's what we thought was funny. So yeah, Spencer it, asked better questions than me. It, it's not hard to purchase it, but for a point of reference, right? Wait, Roland, can um, they hear you right now? Yeah. Okay, I'm just uh, making I sure because I don't have my headphones. We're not, we're not oh, wearing headphones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just got. Um, well, actually, Aaron just ordered me a new MacBook for work, and that's not going to come till like end of February slash March. Okay, so, so we can order MacBooks, but not ski passes. <laughs> Do you want to come over and explain this? Okay, just come on because this yeah, is this is the guy that orders all of our technology. He's gonna producer AT Aaron Thomas from the Benzinga uh, Cannabis Hour and occasional trivia segment. What's up, Aaron? What's up? What's up, Spencer? How's it going? All right, good. So, how hard or easy is it to get delivery of these of these laptops right now? From okay. your experience. So, uh, the MacBooks, the M1 MacBooks, right? The ones that they came out with last year. Yeah. The 2020 uh, version or models. Those are very, yeah, th- that's what's in front of me right now. Uh, that's just the straight-up M1 chip. Uh, those are fairly easy to get. Can You can get delivery almost the next day. If you want an M1 Max or an M1 Pro and you spec it out from Apple's website, then that will take about a month, give, it, give or take, and for delivery. All right. So, don't, so buy it off the line. Don't spec it out is the takeaway here, I think. Yeah, but if you're buying that kind of laptop, right, it's more so geared for creators and uh, people who need that kind of performance. So, yeah, you're going to spec it out and get the best performance because you're going to buy an expensive laptop. You want it for a few years. Yeah. that's. I bought a MacBook Air two months before they COVID. Suck. Massive mistake. They suck. Massive error. Never buy it. I, don't, I do not recommend you buy a MacBook Air. Unless you are just like a, like, starting out in school and you're just watching like netflix and stuff right that's what you need well, in november of 2019 i was like i never i never use my laptop why would i need to use my laptop for work things ever yeah i mean the yeah. advantage is it has good battery life right and but with the Nothing. new m1 chips it's pretty similar um the new m2 macbook air that's said to come out m2s is, yep are coming out soon is, uh, that's supposed to be quite the game changer so we'll see yeah we'll see we'll see what happens there uh Maybe we'll get some updates when that comes out. All right. Aaron Thomas with the uh, boots on the ground channel checks on Apple's uh, supply chain problems. Thanks yes. a lot. Have All right. Um, let's, that, was, that was a fun tangent that we went on. Um, anyway, as it pertains to Apple, is it, a good, is it a good stock to buy? Usually. Bottom line, it's usually a good stock to buy. Are they going to have supply chain problems? Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is how the call will probably go. This is my prediction. They're going to talk about uh, iPhone being a strength it's always a strength right it, it's it's where they it's it's the largest segment so they're going to talk off the iphone they're probably going to skew conservative on um in, in light of all the 
chip shortages. They're going to skew. I think they'd rather skew conservative. I don't say, want that for my calls. But it's better for the for the long term if you skew conservative now and then come in higher later. So they're going to skew conservative uh, on the iPhone front. There, that's basically what what Tesla did last night. If you're listening to that call, Tesla, I felt like they it was a pretty reserved call, not in a bad way. It definitely wasn't bad, but I felt like it was not. Um, they were not over the moon. They weren't like setting the bar up here. They were setting the bar down here, right? So they can come in and beat the bar later. Um, that's what I think Apple will do. So, um, wait, Ron, Aaron, Ron asked what laptop this is. What is this? This this is an Intel chip, 16-inch MacBook. That's the, the, the last thing I'll say on this topic is I actually uh, – so I have an Apple card, credit card. This is a great laptop, by the way. That's through, uh, through Goldman Sachs, through Marcus. And what you can do through the Apple card is I purchased my laptop on essentially layaway. Like I paid for it $100 a month for 12 months or something. Oh, so buy now, pay later. Yeah, just but it's not through like a firm or anyone. It was just through Apple. I don't know. Maybe they had someone in the back end doing it. Um, yeah. But it was like no interest. So I, at the time, like I could have paid the whole $1,200 and bought it. But like why not pay the exact same amount of money over 12 months than I could use? Think about it. I mean, I, if I had a, a $1,200... And I use it all at once for the laptop, or I used a hundred dollars for that month, and I had eleven hundred dollars left that I could then deploy right. and start making some more money off that. And essentially, like if you're you know making smart decisions with your money, you could pay for that laptop over time for free. Yeah, that, that this is what this is the other reason why I think buy now pay later is silly because it's not even a new idea. You you're doing it right now. You, you don't even. Not anymore. I officially well, paid off. I own this laptop now as of like last month. Okay. okay but for cool. a year I was uh I was uh renting it, leasing it. I don't know. Paying. I don't know what the what the word is. Anyway, uh hey, let's take a quick look at crypto and then I'm gonna go see if Luke Jacoby wants to come on the show. Cause it is his time slot right now. Crypto update brought to you by Voyager. Let's do that right now. How's the heat map look? Heat map is looking. Ooh, ooh, all right. Crypto in a bit of a red day. Look at look at Bitcoin down almost five percent. Um, but remember that's a on minute. a twenty-four hour wait, wait, basis. Wait, wait, wait so. a minute. Wait a minute. Am I am I looking at the right map here? I think I'm looking at the wrong map. I have two different pages open. Yeah, refresh that real quick. I don't think that's right. This is not right. This ain't right. I, Maybe it is. I don't know. No, that's not right. It is right. All right. Wow, really? All right. I guess that is right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Bitcoin down four point six percent. ETH down five point five percent. Again, these these are this is a rolling twenty four hour um, performance heat map. That's that's where this data comes from. Everything down in the last day. Ah, uh, gosh, Solana ninety two. I like round numbers. They're psychological. I like Solana over 100. I like ETH over 3K. I like Bitcoin over like 40 or like 40K. Um, that's what I like. Um, I haven't bought any new cryptos in in a minute. Um, I could get talked into probably one or two more. Um, but that being said, I am sticking with my plan. I am buying more 
um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, and Solana a little bit every month. I have a I have so, a coin that I think you may be interested in, Spencer. Oh, I know where this I know where this is going. You want to share your screen? You you want to? Right. I, I will. I'm on the coin market cap for this coin right now, um, and I think it's actually holding up better than some other uh, cryptos in the market. It's not on the heat map yet, but as the market as the market cap for this coin increases, it will I, be on the heat map. I hope to see it on the heat map soon. Um, and this is a real coin. Yeah, I don't want to hear anyone laughing. Uh, it is called Harry Potter Obama Sonic 10 Inu. Uh, very nice. Uh, it is right now point zero 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 four seven four. Wait, Hot Stocks Luke already bought this. Yesterday. He already bought it? Uh, yeah. Did you actually? You didn't tell me? Did you buy that? Harry Potter Obama Sonic 10 Inu. It's zero, zero, zero. I mean, can someone do the math on me for this real quick? If you put $100 into this, how many... Uh, Harry Potter, Obama, Sonic, 10 Inus would I own? Just start spooking the market with big orders. With big orders? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. Come, <laughs> come sit. I know, I'm... I'm I only have five come, on, come on, come you sit. Come join us. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> would you rather be with Spencer? <laughs> All right. Five All right. minutes. Bull versus bear debate. On the clock. Harry Potter, Obama, Sonic, 10, Inu. I'm bullish. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree, Patrick Starr. Sounds legit. It doesn't sound like anything can go wrong with this. I'm throwing a couple hundred bucks in. We'll see what happens. All right. What's up, Producer AB? What is up, Mr. Jacoby? What is on your radar today? All right. So we're making some live trades today. I got 10 minutes on the clock. That's all I get every week. I get 10 minutes. Pro Producer Spencer... Limited my time. I used to have one hour a day. Today we have 10 minutes. I'm loading the brokerage account now so we can get into it. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Peloton, Netflix, or Robinhood? Those are the three I have. Okay. Um, I, I was going to throw out we also have Apple after the close today. Visa as well. We had MasterCard this morning. Um, but Neither. Yeah, okay, fine. Let's start with uh, let's, let's start with Peloton. No, let's do Visa. Let's do okay. Visa. I actually like Visa into the into the earnings right now because Mastercard reported a great quarter, and Visa, Visa's trading up on that. It's trading up two percent, but yeah. I think it's got more. I think it's got more legs to go. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm pulling up my Benzinga Pro right now. We're gonna get Visa's chart up here. Um, let me know in the chat what you guys think about Visa into the close today. Again, Mastercard this morning already gotten a nice little bump, but. I wouldn't be surprised if we see if we see Visa up like another I don't know three four percent tomorrow. All right, here's the move on Visa. Okay, Visa is a great stock. We're making a lot of trades today, producer AB. God, I wish we got, oh, got also more we're, time on this show. We're almost uh, exactly a year away from uh, the peak on GameStop tomorrow. Yep, so that was a wild day. Um, all right, so 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 here here's the move on Visa. Uh, you got a chart up there, one year. Yep. Okay. The, the, this is a great, great, great stock. G give me give me monthly candles on Visa. Yes, sir. Oh wow. And Ron, my phone number is two four eight two zero seven zero one four one. You can call me at any time. All right. So so how how much history are we looking at right now, producer AB? 
We are looking so at small. going back. Yeah, I'm trying to zoom in real quick. We are going back to 2009 here. All right. Steadiest stock around. Can you all agree with that with me in the chat? Ste- steadiest stock around. Uh, what I like to do against this stock, be- because I, I own shares, it, and I don't own a ton of shares, but but I like to sell puts against it. So so get, give me uh, can you put my screen up, producer AB? Yes, sir. All righty. So so here's what we're gonna do on Visa. Can you give us a couple zooms on there so yeah. we can read the? All right, we're in the live brokerage account. We have the options chain up. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the 190. Can you pull me up a chart now, a dailies chart, please? Yes, sir. Back to BZ Pro, switching from monthlies to dailies. And let us know in the chat what you guys think. If you, if you like Visa long what, right what, now. What, what's that low down there, that double bottom? Um, That's a double. If you look look left. Oh, back here? Yeah, but but what are those two? Uh, 190. Oh, yeah, let's go, baby. So we're at 210 right now. We have two previous... Uh, supports at 190. So you're, are you gonna? Yeah, that, that's the price I was already looking at. If you, if you can flip me back. Yep. Okay. So, so. So walk we're me back to the brokerage account. Hide this guy. Okay. Um. So, so, so what we're going to do is we're going to sell puts against Visa. So, so that's going to make us essentially long the stock. And and I see somebody in the chat who is that? I can't see AB. Darren? My eyes are. Asked. Are you looking for Darren? Yeah, that's Darren. 190 uh, seems safe. Uh, so he's saying 190 seems safe. Not a lot of premium. I don't think it's horrible. I I, I don't I don't. Well, think how, it's, mu- it's how much premium would this trade raise right now? Uh, so so right now it's it's two bucks on the monthlies. Uh, we I don't want to go further out than that. So so basically you're you're getting. Uh, two hundred dollars of premium. Yeah, it's really not that great. It's a decent point that that he's making. So, so you sell one contract, you get synthetically long the stock. Uh, you you take the two hundred dollars that you're gonna get by selling the put. If the stock is above one ninety twenty two days from now, that that's the February monthly expiration. The stock goes below one ninety. You are are then forced to buy the stock for for one ninety. But again, it, it, the the reason why there's not a lot of premium is this is one of those slow and steady stocks. Um, so so so, what what about this AB? What about selling calls against our position? Let let's look at at the flip side there. Can can you pull us the chart back up? Yes, sir. I don't know. I mean, I would I would I would feel safe going a little bit higher than. Uh, whoa, I'm on Facebook now. Um, wait, that's so weird. All right, here, put put me back on. No, I just no, no. To, I want to do it. <laughs> I just had to refresh. Um, I I you don't... never let me do anything. All right, I'm putting you back up. Okay, the the other option is is to sell calls against our underlying stock position. Uh, so so what we do when we sell a call, so we own the stock, right? We have exposure to the upside. We 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 have exposure to the downside. When when we go ahead and we sell calls against that stock position. We're basically capping the amount of upside that we can have, right? So, so if we go ahead and we sell the two hundred and twenty dollars strike calls, we 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 can't appreciate the stock appreciation above two twenty, uh, but we are taking home some of that premium. So, I want to see what what these two twenty calls are at. Uh, monthlies two twenties three hundred bucks, not super interesting. Producer AB, we're, don't worry, we're gonna get to more interesting ones. Uh, but but let's go ahead and do that. 
Um, what? You, you, so you're, I got the two legs. I need to deselect my put leg. There we are. There we go. What was the strike price again? Two forty. Uh, I'm I'm doing two twenty. Selling the calls. Limit price three dollars and twenty cents. And the order is out there. And we, you know what we do? We stay filled. You like that or no? I don't love this. Yeah. No. Why? Jacko. When, Jacko likes it. When's the expiration? Uh, uh, it's it's the February monthly. It's twenty two days. Okay. So, but if if so if Visa tomorrow is above two twenty, you have to. What do you have to do? I have to sell the stock that I own. And you do you have a hundred shares of Visa? I, I do. Okay. So I so, don't know. So this, I can appreciate ten dollars of gains. Plus, I'm taking out the three hundred bucks today. Okay. All right. Well, then, yeah. If you get the gains back from, uh, you know, selling those shares at a higher price than Visa's at today, I, I, I don't hate that. But I honestly, I mean, all right. We're down to three minutes. Is there somebody coming at twelve fifteen? Yes, but maybe she might be a few minutes late. All right, let's keep it ripping then. Let's go. To, let's go. We got let's three go to, more. Let's go to Peloton. We, we, we have to do Peloton. We, we, we have to do Netflix, and we have to do Hood. Hood's, you agree? Hood's the big one for the Hood's day. Hood's the big one. We're saving the the best for last. All right. And, and is anybody else in the chat have tickers that they want us to look at? Peloton still getting hammered. Stock that I I've loved to hate forever. But what was the news today on Peloton? Producer B ticker PTON. Do you know what it is? Um, I'm in Benzinga Pro, so let's see. Okay, they got to deal with Eminem. Why is it not in... Uh... It is. Oh, his palms are sweaty. Yep. Eminem, uh, hit song, Lose Yourself. Eminem is the latest musician to be signed with Peloton and have their music featured in a themed workout. So, yeah, I mean, that's the best. You Lose Yourself is literally the best song to work out to maybe ever. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. You had Eminem tweeting tweeting about Peloton. Uh, I I don't think that this actually makes it compelling from a stock perspective. But it's cool. But it might make me want to get on a Peloton. Shout out Detroit. You see the city background behind us there. Um, I, I I do want to crowdsource this one. This is this is the real reason I want to talk about Peloton. All right, stock is absolutely hammered. We had highs of of what one fifty five, one sixty. We're down to twenty four dollars today. Where is everybody at on this one? If you have to pick a side, okay? There there's no sitting on your hands in the middle. You have to pick a side. Uh, if you would go long Peloton, give me the one in the chat. If you wouldn't, give me the two. I want to see where everybody's at. I'm a two here, Luke, but I will say the the one bull thesis that I like right now is the idea of Peloton being a takeover target, right? Uh, names have been thrown out there. All speculation, but Apple, I think that would make sense. I think Nike makes sense. Even Google. Um, Google's been, you know, trying to get more into different ventures when it comes to smart home, so fitness. It's, it seems like uh, there there is going to be interest out there, but apparently Peloton's been shopping that idea uh, of being acquired, and there hasn't really been as much interest in buyers. Um, a, a lot of analysts that cover the stock see it as kind of a 50-50 coin flip right now, if that I happens agree. in the next year or so. so. The chat is more bearish. All right, producer AB, can we put this one on the docket for next Thursday when I get my 10 minutes a week from Spencer Israel? Uh, let, let's do big maths on Peloton. Big maths on Peloton? Yep, let's crank right. out the Excel. Let, let, let's let's try to forecast uh, like, like, like a bull and a bear scenario from the financial side of things. Let's apply to some multiples to it and see how the stock looks. How's that? Love it. Again, my only bull case that I like is the idea of it being a takeover target, which is uh, 
certainly all, all speculation right now. All right, but let's keep all it right, moving let's to keep Netflix. It moving. Net- Netflix is on, on deck next. Uh, the, the day that the market was getting hammered, what day was that? Was that Monday? I mean, there's a lot of days that it's getting <laughs> hammered. It was Monday. Okay. Uh, no, Tuesday. Yeah, Monday was the day we, we had 20, the crazy, 20, no, re- he's crazy right, rally. He's right. It was, it was Monday. All right, I bought two dips on that day. Uh, I, I rolled in about 2.5% more capital into the market. Not a crazy amount. I was a little bit nervous still, uh, but but there were a couple dips that I bought. One, the larger position was just SPY. Just, just bought a little bit of a dip in SPY. Uh, number two was Netflix. Um so, so if you check it out here, producer AB, I got in. My average price was somewhere around three fifty five, three fifty six. Uh, when when I bought the dip on Netflix, here here's the 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 one minute condensed thesis on this thing. Uh, stock gave up two years of of uh, uh, price gains. Revenue is more than doubled over that period of time. Netflix was was down to trading at about a five times price to sales ratio. Okay, the company is still putting up fifty percent revenue growth year over year. Stock was trading down to five times price to sales ratio. S and P five hundred average. Let's call it four times. Will I buy Netflix for as cheap as I can buy the S and P five hundred? Absolutely, I will. Yesterday we we saw Bill Ackman come out, big hedge fund manager, the activist hedge fund manager came out. He took a new position in in Netflix for the first time. Basically, echoing a lot of those valuation thoughts that, that I'm having as well. Um, so I am feeling good about this one. We're, we're already up about 10% on the trade. I'm looking at this as, as more of a swing trade than anything else. Um, but but I'm going to continue to let this one ride for for expectedly the next couple of days, unless anything changes on the story or news side of things. So so I want to throw this one out to the chat. All right, I'm going I'm to zoom us out. Here here's a chart with daily candles. Uh, you see the stock got absolutely obliterated. Starting to get a little bit of a recovery. It looks like the bottom might be in. If you guys like Netflix at this price, throw me the one in the chat. If you don't, throw me the two. I'm curious where everybody's at. And Christian Gallagher, great point. I didn't bring this one up. Netflix just raised prices as well. Will they get some user churn with that? Yes, absolutely. Will 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 the price appreciation, the 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 increase in the cost of the subscription outpace the the churn and subscribers that they're gonna get? Absolutely it will. I, I, I can say that pretty confidently. Again, one if you like Netflix, two if you don't. I actually, just speaking of that real quick, I am very close to canceling my Netflix subscription just because the other night I was going through, I realized I'm paying for Disney Plus right now, Netflix, and HBO, and I like don't use any of them hardly ever. So you got to go to crackstreams.net. <laughs> Pro tip from Luke Jacoby. All right. Now we're talking about Robinhood. Robinhood, All speaking right, How many of minutes D- do we have? Spencer, how many minutes? Uh, we have until Vivi shows up. So the question, is how many, we have, the question is how many minutes do you have? But all right. Robinhood is out of all the stocks that have gotten beaten up. It is the most beaten up. At one point, right after the IPO, it was trading as high as seventy. All right, let, let me preview it. This producer AB and I made a pact yesterday. All right, this is not financial advice, but we made a pact. We have to stay good on our pacts. We we are going to YOLO trade uh, Robinhood options and earnings today, mostly for fun, but but that's the deal. Okay, so 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 we're we're picking one way or another. We don't necessarily have to do the whole thing. So let's start the segment out like this. Uh, we know that we're making some sort of a trade today. We don't know about size. We don't know about direction. We don't know about instrument yet. But but if you guys just had to make the directional call, bullish, bearish on Netflix, which way would you call it? 
And and then then I'll Robin take Hood, you through my Netflix, thinking. Not Netflix. Yeah, we're we're on Robin Hood now. We move fast. When Spencer um, Israel only gives me ten minutes. R- a real week. quick, check this out because we do only have a minute. So this is on Robin Hood, looking at Robin Hood stock. There's a shareholder Q and A. So if you're a shareholder of Robin Hood, you could submit your questions here. And yep, that, they, that, that's from a uh, a deal that they did. They bought this company called Say Technologies, actually. Say. Yes. Okay. Um, so what what we're seeing, what I'm looking at right now, is the most liked questions go up to the top. Um, so wait, 3.3 million shares. Oh, that's of how many people have liked this comment. All right. So when can we expect Robinhood to be profitable? That's the number one question that retail shareholders are asking, uh, or the comment that has been liked the most. The second one is directly about the stock price. Share price has dropped significantly since IPO. What steps are being taken to increase shareholder value? Um, what is your message to Robinhood user who invested in the Robinhood IPO? Why should they believe in a company at their 60? So it sounds like a lot of these retail shareholders are very. Uh, they just want answers. They want to know, hey, when can we expect this stock to turn around? When can we expect this stock to start coming back up? And who knows? Maybe that starts tomorrow. But if Robinhood doesn't report great earnings and the stock moves lower, I mean, Luke, what, what would you expect as like a, a um, if it does move lower tomorrow, what would be a reasonable move down? I mean, it's already below $12. Uh, it's, it's $11 billion valuation. It's still trading at. I mean, revenue is such a crapshoot, right? We don't have a ton of history. It's still trading at eleven times sales. I think that it could trade as low at the very, very bottom as low as six times sales if it was a disaster tonight. So that would be a. So does that forty percent? Forty percent. So that could be a. At, but not in one day. I'm saying that's the absolute floor that I could picture the stock trading down to. If it traded down to that, I would be buying hand and fist. Yeah. Okay, so so here here's what I'm doing. I'm being quiet right now because I'm I'm doing some maths, big maths. Uh, what what indication do we have as a group? Everybody who's on the stream right now, when, when we're looking at like like any of these brokerages, we have Benzinga.com data, right? Benzinga.com is a, a is the voice of the individual investor. We have a ton of individual investors who are on our site every day, right? And so I'm taking a look at how has have visitor numbers on Benzinga.com uh, changed over the uh, the 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 Q Q3 to Q4, okay? Let's throw this fact out there too, Producer AB. Do you know what how the earnings, the revenue estimates compare for Q4 versus Q3 for Robinhood? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay, they're they're exactly the same. Oh, I can so, look So right the company here. came out, they said $360 million of revenue that they, that they uh, reported for Q3. The estimate for Q4 is right around $360 million as well. Is that EPS or sales? This is EPS. Do you have sales or no? Mm. I, I have sales. Here, I'll give you sales. Can you switch it back to me for a second? Yes, sir. Okay. So 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 check it out. La- last quarter, Robinhood came out. This is their actual revenue number we have up on the screen right now, 365 million. The estimate for this quarter is 362 million. And and I gotta go back to some of our private Benzinga Benzinga traffic data sources. So can you take my screen down again, producer AB? Yes, sir. I'll go back to my Robinhood. My trusty, trusty Robinhood. Okay. So 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 let, let's throw out some some approximations. So so roughly roughly in Q. Uh, let's make this even more precise. We have July. Your spark August, guy, Luke. Right, look right here. It says powered by say. All right, this is a lot. We're, we're wrapping up right now. Vivi, we'll have I'm you getting on in two cold. minutes. Okay, we we did see more activity. So so Benzinga.com readership increased by let's call it. It went from 17 to 20 million users. Q3 to Q4. That's a decent uptick. What is that? About twenty percent? Is that right, AB? Um, 
three, seventeen, six. Ten percent would be like, one yeah, it's like sixteen percent, yeah. I believe. In between ten and twenty. Um, December was weaker. January is going to be stronger, I think, than December. I don't know for sure. It's likely. We have how many days left in the month? Pretty much flat. Does Robinhood give guidance? Does anybody know? Yeah. Anybody in the chat? They well, they, last so last time they or not last time, but their first time reporting as a public company, um, they spoke a lot about Dogecoin and how many of their like. What All right, can you pull up Doge chart? Yeah. Let's look at Doge uh, price in Q3 and Q4. I think it was depressed in both. Let's look at Doge and then let's look at SHIB. And then I'm about to get fired if I don't get off of this stream. So then I'm going to have my, my trade on here. So, yeah, Robinhood, basically the first time they reported earnings as a public company, said, like, all of this growth last quarter, or not all of it, but X, X percent, say 65% of it was attributed to new users coming in to buy Dogecoin. Like, that was the data they found. And they even warned of headwinds if they if dogecoin uh if the hype around dogecoin kind of fell off so that was a big warning sign to a lot of investors saying okay a lot of your growth was attributed attributed to this one asset that was kind of a fad kind of a meme okay so is doge flat or down it's flat from well it's what, down what was was there a lot of doge doge volatility in in q3 um so q3 we're looking from uh you you want july august september yes July, August, September. So there was volatility. I mean, so at the beginning of July, Dogecoin Shoot, was about twenty tough. cents. All right, give me SHIB. Give me SHIB. Wait, oh, they don't have SHIB's SHIB. not on Robinhood. That's right. So it doesn't have a. I don't think it has. All an right, impact. give me SHIB anyways, because that that's an indication of people are looking for for SHIB on other platforms. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think if well, Robinhood you can't have SHIB here, give me SHIB. No, I got, I got it. Oh, that's where, right. where, where? Should you right put mine up? Right here. I'm already on it. So good. All right, so we'll go to the one year on SHIB. What? When is this? When, yeah. So okay. going back to July, we're here in July. Okay. Pretty flat that quarter, honestly, SHIB was. So it wasn't Q2. until the next quarter that SHIB really took okay, off. Okay, that helps Doge, I think. So it's Q3. It was well, what's October? What's October? October is Q4. Okay, yeah. So that was Q4. Wait, when is that first leg up, though? Uh, The very beginning of October, 10-2. All right. I, I think that Robinhood beats. I think Robinhood beats on, on sales. I'm calling it. Uh, uh, how much? How how much of a yolo trade is this? Show, put put my screen up, producer AB. Was this a one day? Are we buying buying options that expire so, tomorrow? That's the only the way to yolo trade. We we're not going to yolo trade with like far out expirations. So do so, it either tomorrow or the next Friday. So 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 my I suspect that they beat revenue, uh, but but guidance or future looking comments are going to be neutral. Not positive or negative. I'm going to say neutral. Wait, shout out AJ Fabino in the chat. He's saying 62. percent Is that what you were? Is that what they said was attributed to to Dogecoin users coming? 62 percent of their new users coming in were specifically to buy Dogecoin. I mean, that's just insane. All right, this is like not responsible trading. We're buying options that expire tomorrow. Yeah, here let me throw our little disclosure up. All content for, is for informational purposes and not to be used as investment advice. I'm going 13, 13 calls, 58 cents. AB, let's yes do it. No. Rip it. But give me, give me the price right now. Of Robinhood? Yeah. Uh, current share price is eleven ninety eleven ninety five. So it's at twelve. So I need a thirteen and a half. I need fifteen percent. So the stock's up twenty percent, which is I think a best best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's <laughs> then we're at fourteen and a half. All right. We're letting her fly. 
not no recommendations around this one. Yeah, nothing here is the, investment the, advice. The Netflix, there's a real thesis there. <laughs> this is a little bit of picking. All right. The uh, Harry Potter, Obama, Sonic, Eno, that's also a, a real thesis. Other than that, nothing is investment advice. All right, shout out Luke Jacoby joining us on the show every Thursday. Please smash the like for Hot Stocks, Luke. If we if we don't get the likes up, Luke is not going to feel loved. He's not going to want to come back on next week. Um, so let's go ahead and smash the like for Luke. Send, you, can, you can always reach uh, Luke. Email us at shows at Benzinga.com or directly at Luke at Benzinga.com. Tell him how much you enjoyed his appearance on the show today. Uh, and hopefully that'll help help them keep coming back. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm just, can I stand? Yeah, you can stand. All right, I'm going to stand. There are studies out there that show that uh, people are actually more productive while standing uh, compared to sitting. Oh, all right. Hey, Vivi, I see you. We're, 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 we never forget about you. Let's bring, let's bring on Vivi, the bio queen. Let's talk biotech for a hot second here. Can we do that? Let's give Vivi. I feel bad because she was waiting. Let's give her the special intro, and then we can bring her on. Where is that special intro? There it is. Vivi, what's up? Hey, Vivi. how are you guys? Good. <laughs> I am. Um, I am literally uh, any takers people can throw at me. I'll say is a good buying opportunity. XBI is at 8741. So I don't know what kind of help I can be at the moment right now. So there's no Momo going on with the biotech. <laughs> it's like, I don't know when we're we going to see the floor or we're going to see a rebound. If you guys pull the, the chart, if you guys pull the chart and look at it, XBI. I got you. One second. I got you. XBI, which is, of course, your State Street Biotech ETF. And, well, all right. I guess I've seen, I guess it's, for the moment at least, it stopped going down. But holy, look at the volume in this thing. Holy cow. Explosion of volume in the last couple of days. Last I know. couple of weeks. Look, last couple of weeks. Look, uh, what is the... What is the, what was the last time we saw levels of 8756? I'm glad you asked. Uh, we have to go all the way back to April 2020. Yeah. So almost two years in this yeah, agony. It, it, right? It's back. Look, look, look. It's back to where it was right before COVID hit, February 2020. It was at 95. We're, we're, we're below that now. So we're below. So yeah, we're, we're below pre-COVID levels. So pretty much anything you guys want to buy right now, buy it. <laughs> it's like, there's no right and reason. But the problem is, you know, do we buy and then goes down another 20%, you know, because we, I haven't, I mean, we haven't seen a reversal yet with the XBI. So I feel like uh, even like to my, to be honest, Spencer, even for my YouTube channel, I'm just so demotivated to talk about bios because it's getting such an unjustified beating, you know, that I'm like, uh, I could do a DD in anything by now because anything, it's at a 50% discount. But people can definitely throw me tickers and I'll, I'll keep putting down on my little list of a DD. And when we see, you know, crossing the 200 EMA for these stocks, I can talk about them. But there's nothing crossing the 200 EMA on a daily <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. 
you know yeah. so it's 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 awful awful right now i i think maybe maybe the way to play this again and vivi just kind of said it. you obviously don't know no one knows if this thing is going to stop going down um, I guess if you have a long time horizon, that's the key. If you yes. have a long time horizon and you're willing to take a flyer on something, um, there are worse opportunities than this. Is, is this the best opportunity? Well, we don't know. It probably isn't. It's, frankly, it'll probably keep going down. But there are worse. I'd rather buy, if I was going to take a long-term position, I'd rather buy at eight, something at 87 then at 180 a year ago, right? The XBI, yes. what was the high? It was 174 a year ago. So he, he's, pay... he's my take on, and I'll tell you guys what I would yeah. do, okay? So let's put it in a perfect example, okay? Um, I'm going to give you guys two examples as soon as you guys can figure it out. It, swinging right now, I think it's just a waste of time. So let's put CKPT on, okay? Okay. $2. So CKPT had amazing news so um kitruda for that same indication was a 36 percent overall survival rate they put up a 44 percent overall survival rate the stock literally moved from 230 to I, I think 240 to 70 and then dropped the same day so right now at the moment i will not invest in anything that has catalyst without having revenue right so, for example, I still stand behind BCRX. BCRX at fourteen fifty four is a steal, you know. So, buying leaps on that calls, long term calls, would be a great idea. Are they going to beat earnings again? Probably. Yeah, they have a little bit more of a cash burn because of they are doing the the study. The factor deepak line study is going to be um, very expensive. Yes, but looking at like I told you guys, um, if you do five times what the the potential of that one billion dollar drug is a five billion market cap and the market cap is really low right now it's what at three three million what do you think i don't have it in front of me right on checkpoint yeah BCRX. it's 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 on oh, bcrx yeah sorry it's uh the market cap is 2.6 billion yes yeah, so this is supposed to be a five billion $5 billion um, market cap based where Arledeo is going to put Well, up, the thing right? is, BCRX has held up really well, relative, right? Yeah, they, like, I mean, it, we, we got that 50%, you know, increase. It went from 11, I think, to 17, like a month back. And then the market took a, a dump and, you know, and BCRX went with it. So it has been like holding that $14 level, but it should be, it should be at least a $25 share. So you have a $10 a share upside here. So I, for example, CKPT had an amazing data, but nothing's yep. holding through data. Nothing that does not have some kind of a, you know, profitability, uh, like a, a drug or revenues are not really mm. holding. So right now I really would have focused on, you know, uh, because even though it's beaten down, like, you know, Gilead had a, a, a study that was halted, but Gilead has revenues someplace else. So Gilead would be probably be a good choice. You know, BCRX, even though it's, it's a medium-sized cap, still have revenues, right? And then right. you have a Pfizer. So I would go literally right now, I think with the XBI being that low, it's a great opportunity to actually buy the, the bigger, larger caps because they're all at a discount right now. So you right. guys- and, and the other thing that the, the other thing that the large caps have, have, have going for them is they don't necessarily need to raise capital. They don't yes. necessarily, right? So the whole idea 
like a lot of biotech not all but a lot of biotech is early stage companies that, yes. that, that are that are developing drugs that 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 are that are need need to raise money and what at, at the end of the day what is the fed doing they are making it more expensive to raise money they're making borrowing yes. more that's what that's what rising rates do exactly they make, bar, they make borrowing more expensive anyone that need that needs to rely on borrowing money is in for a more difficult time than 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 the last several years that's the bottom line so if a company needs to raise money uh rising rate environment does not help them if you have a company that is flush with cash that's a whole different story and that's what that's what the large caps have right that's why look look at ALNY it's an amazing rare disease company look at the data chart on it you know look at the higher I mean this is a huge discount nothing has changed with uh um you know so Mm -hmm. that that's where I would have put my money into right now you know, I, I would have put my mind in, uh, in, 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 you know, that my passion is in small caps. My passion is to look for, you know, those companies that can pull, you know, multi-bagger status. But right now, um, the only multi-bagger that I'm counting on that I know is BCRX because they do have revenues, you know, so they're yeah. going to do 122 million. But looking at, you know, for example, CKPT, it dumped because, like you said, they're gonna to have to raise capital, and it, it interest rates going up. It's it's gonna be more expensive to fund those those studies for sure. Right, let's do it. Let's do a few tickers from the chat, and we yeah. and you can if you want to write these down, we can and you don't know. Yeah, or I can them run them week. really quick here. Right. So, uh, D'Artagnan asked for ARDS. What is ARDS? I don't know that one. ARDS. Are you sure it's not ARDX? Aridus. Aridus. Yeah. Um, again, it is a 187. Um, how much, uh, why would I look at it? What is the next catalyst? How much cash they have left? Like I told you, the reason I still love ADAP, what is the ADAP at, um, at right now? Let me see. And it's one of my long terms, 278. You're fully funded until 2023, fully funded by Genentech. So those are the companies that you want to put your money in because they're fully funded, right? So when you have enough cash for 2023, 2024, those are the, the companies you want. I mean, look at uh, my baby, L. Oh, hold on, I, I I just wanted to look at this. Uh, so I, I went uh, I went on ARDS, right? And then I, I just yeah. looked in, I looked on Pro. $18 million in cash on their balance sheet. All right. Yeah, that's not good. Right. Revenue of half revenue of half a million dollars. Yeah. Not the good. kind of environment for that kind of a stock right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, guys, stay away. Um, I mean, like I said, you want to that cap balance ADAP. It's great because it's a great little company that I think will be a multi bagger and Genentech is fully funding them. You know, so Genentech believe in their pipeline and they have a a car T different type of a car T pipeline. They're leaders on it. Um, So because there's a a huge pie chart of a car T technology and they're different one, you know, so um, yeah, so for sure, it's uh, it will be a company that if you wanted that cap balance, it would be that. Uh, but uh, right now, whatever tickers you guys send me um, until these companies have a commercialized uh, money or um, they they have enough cash like ADAP that you have on a partnership where a big pharma is funding them, stay away from them, you guys. Unfortunately, that's not the market to be in it. 
right, that would be ticker, nice. A few tickers for you, Vivi. Uh, CBBT. We've talked about this one before. CBBT. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. CBBT. Uh, That's a penny stock. I lost so much money. My friends, they C were going to murder. CBBT. What the? CBBT. That's not even showing up here. That's not Are even. Are you sure? CBBT stock? That's, that's um, not even. It's not showing anymore. That's not even a. That's not even a thing. All right. Never mind, Ed. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. All right. Here, here's a real one. Edit. E D I T. That's a real yeah, one. Yeah, Edit is a legit company. Yeah. yeah. Is a legit company for sure. And, and let me see the daily chart on that one. Because again, um, let me see. Yeah. Look at look at anything you guys buy right now is there's a fifty percent potential of growth. You know, but again, does well, um, Edit have enough cash left? You know, but I know it's a legit company. It's, it's a is a CRP a crisp technology company. So that's a good one. What about uh, thoughts on ABCL? ABCL. I don't know this one. ABCL. So many of these. Oh, look at that trend! Wow. Oh my God! Like I told you guys, it's like shooting darts. Just buy anything. It, it can only go up from here. Look at this. Look at the daily chart on it. I mean, it speaks for itself, frankly. Unless, I mean, I don't know what to say about this. You know what I mean? I mean, it's interesting, you guys. Should we should we just do a show when when XBI turns around? <laughs> I mean, maybe. And then maybe. I start telling people what they should buy because right now it's like bleeding. Everything is bleeding to zero, you know? What about what about Pac B P A C B Pacific Biosciences? I heard that this is a good company, but let's again let's check the chart on that one. I mean, P A C B. All these charts look. See, you want to find the ones that don't look like like BCRX. The chart does not look like this, right? No, it's, it's at like, least uh, yeah. So here here's the interesting stuff with the BCRX. The two hundred EMA is at thirteen twenty five on a daily, so we're still hanging above that. You know, and we still have a profit. But when you see things like PACB, where it has fallen off a cliff and it's like 50% down, where's the bottom? Do they have enough money? You know, when is the next catalyst? And again, like it's, it's nothing is moving unless they're like low float. So, you know, if you do have one of those biotechs that have a catalyst coming up, and they're 50% down and they're low floaters. Yeah, I might be a good swing, but even everybody's swings have gone down to, to the dumpster, you know? Like everyone's losing money on swings. Nobody wants to stay, everyone wants to stay in cash right now because, yeah. you know, we haven't hit. We have, like, we're still on a bearish market. You know, if you look at the daily chart, we still can go to 390, I think as, as, as far down as 386. Um, for SPY, we haven't got the, the full correction yet. So everybody is a little leery in, in investing long-term or even swinging right now. It's just scary. Uh, we'll do a couple more here. I'm Let's writing look. this down, though, because when we see crossing... V-E-R-U. V-E-R-U. Vero, I heard of this yeah. company, too. Yeah. V-E-R-O. So let's see. Isn't that depressing, you guys? Any chart you look, yeah. I mean, it looks the same. Yeah, looks everything the same. looks the same. 
What about you know just a couple more and then we'll, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, gee, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, someone just fell in the office. Hope everyone's you okay. That scared, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Let's look at. Let's look at uh um. What was the one? GLSI. That was the one. GLSI. GLSI. Gre- Greenwich Life Sciences. Oh, all right. I mean, this one. I mean, it's in a downtrend, but also very low volume. This thing trades like ten thousand shares a day. Probably a very low floater then. So here's uh, my suggestion. Likely. I think people yeah. are asking because people are seeing Four guys. Shares. Yeah. People are seeing their portfolio down fifty percent. Yeah, and they probably like holy moly, you know. Can Vivi look at the data? Can you know? Is it gonna? The problem is, it doesn't matter how good the data looks. It doesn't matter how good the catalyst. Right now, guys, look at X XBI, and you understand that right now, like, if you can just wait it out or double down, if you have a high conviction, I mean, nothing we can look at into right now. It's gonna it's gonna help you because everything is down forty to fifty percent, you know. So it, it's gonna take it's gonna I think it's gonna take a couple of years for all these little biotechs to, to recover. I mean, if you're down fifty percent, that means you need a hundred percent to make it up, right, Spencer? Mm-hmm. So it's that's uh, how it works. It's how it works. frightening out there right now. But I would have focused on companies like I told you guys, the large caps. Um, ALNY looks amazing at these levels. Uh, BCRX still looks amazing at these levels, um, but I would not go touch those um, those companies that that still needed to raise money because Spencer, you're right. You know, with the price with the interest rate hikes, it's going to be h- harder for everybody to to borrow yep. more money. Yep. Find find the companies that that have you know this goes to not just biotech, but but. Have cash on hand, have real revenue, have real pipe products. What do you make of the spy right now? I mean, it was that a bull trap again? I mean, are they trying to kill the call the calls and the puts on this? I I remain in the camp that I it, it just looks like to me this is just how it's that how it how it has been for the past month, month and a half really, is how it's gonna be. Actually, no, last uh even the last like three months is just going to be a chop. It's sort of where I'm at right now. We're at, we're we're, we're going to go up. We're going to go down. We're going to go up. We're going to go down. Every, like so, and every every so often we'll maybe have a you know a, a a big green candle or a big red candle. But but by and large it's going to be just a a chop fast. You should be selling rips and buying dips. Um, sort of where I'm, where I'm at. I think you know if you go to a weekly here on the spy, if you look at. 2020 2021 frankly it was more, i mean yes there are there were red days there were red weeks uh but was there a red month last year do we have a single down month last year um let's check right now we had we had one we had one down month january and September. so do you think do you think and i September. still have do i think do you think i still have hope for my 420 right. puts for february 4th i'm really i i've been losing sleep over it you, I was your, four, like, your 420 puts that expire on February 4th on the SPY. Uh, do you have hope? Yeah, you have hope. 420, yeah. uh, I'm not sure what you paid for them. 420 is not, not. Too far out? I mean, you saw no. them covering 20 points going up. I mean, 
Let's see. So we'll so, see. We shall see. I put it as a hedge, but now I'm like, uh, you know. But it, there was. Oh well, wait, wait. What what was the low? How low did we go? We got we got to four. We were at four twenty. When did you buy those? We 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 hit four twenty the other day. No, I bought I bought it when because uh, I I I bought them. I think a while ago it wasn't four twenty. I bought it when it was like only like oh. a four four thirty. I bought it at four twenty because okay. you know we know that. The bearish mark is coming, but when, you know, and I thought today when they were doing the, you know, the, um, or yesterday when they talk, I thought they're going to announce that there's going to raise, I mean, they will raise the, the interest rates, but everything is kind of in a limbo still. You know? All right, Vivi, uh, well, hopefully next week things are looking a little bit, a little bit up. <laughs> I know, there, I, right? shouldn't, I shouldn't be ruling for, I, I'd rather the spy to go up actually, because it's just a hedge. It would do much better from the rest of my territory to the rest of my stocks but i i i do hope you guys that we see a bounce here on xbi and i'll look at these stickers in a little more detail and look to see how much cash they have left and i'll cover that with you guys next week all right have a good one vivi you our too. next guest our, our next guest does not agree with my assessment uh on the overall market he thinks more pain is coming Ooh, everyone batting down the hatches sellers are here so it says options mike options mike What's up, man? Is that is did I accurately um, portray your opinion there? Eh, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of neutral on this market here right now. Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean, wait. I, I, I thought do, that's what you just missed it. Maybe I missed. Oh, it I, well, there's just selling strength. I mean, the, the everybody's yeah. looking what's going on in this market, and so Spencer, you know, can I put a chart up? Oh yeah, please. Hold on. Do we have your, your screen share? Yes. Yeah, share your screen right there, and we can bring a chart up. Let's do awesome. it. Let me see if I can find it. There we go. All right. So quick chart if it's up of the SPY. Yep, yeah. we got it. Right? We got it. The green line is the 200-day. This gold line coming down is the 8-day. They've come together now creating a wall of resistance at 442. This morning I talked to everybody. Well, my members said this is the grudge match, right? You do not want to be going long into this. And if you're long, you want to be taking profits into that spot because that's where they're currently working on and failing this market. So – until we take out that area, we remain trapped in a bear flag formation on the spot, right? Here's your, your down pole, and here's your flag forming on the lower side of it right here. Does that mean we have to go a lot lower? So far, I see a series of higher lows. We haven't closed today, but so far, we still have a series of higher lows on the, on the indexes. And something that's bothering me, Spencer, about this market, very realistically, is every time they have the ability to kill it, like last night, I went to bed, futures were getting pummeled and woke up and we were green. And every time they, they basically have their foot on the gas to kill everybody, they take their foot off because they're not really interested in dumping the market as much as they're interested in selling into strength and selling into retail and other people buying it is really what they're doing here. You know, they, they let retail come in, everybody come and buy it up, and then they just come in and they start selling it again. Yeah, I mean, I think some of these biggest names between, you know, you, you can talk about the FANG stocks, Apple, Microsoft, I think they're so widely held, both in like individual accounts, in ETFs, in funds, that there there's really only one at, one, at some point, there's really only selling to do because who's buying it when everyone already has some? So then then they'll sell it and then they'll, they'll buy it back, hopefully, at some point. Well, remember, every every month we get massive inflows into this market. Every month, Mutual Fund Monday comes along or whatever the first day of the month happens to be, and you have all this buying that automatically comes into the market. 
so you have a constant flow of money still coming into this market, even though there's a tremendous amount of money on the sidelines because of that, right? There's always people who are automatically just buying the SP, S&P 500, the Qs and stuff, and that makes them have to buy names like Microsoft and Apple. And, you know, to me, we've been talking about this. This is the time to focus on strength. You want to focus on names like, like Microsoft. Great report, even better guidance, right? This is what you're looking for in this market. You want to avoid names that are not profitable. You want to avoid names that guide down. If you hear guide down, that is the kiss of death, like Intel today, right? Last night offered bad guidance, getting absolutely punished off of that. So um, one thing I've been encouraging everybody to do here is if you want to, you should have a shopping list, right? You should know what you want to buy, but don't buy till after earnings because you don't want to have a Netflix on your hands where you wake up and tomorrow morning, you're suddenly down, you know, 25% for no reason whatsoever other than a bad guidance, bad report. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, one, one, well, a couple things. So I see Jay Rice in the chat talking about energy, uh, and I'm curious, Mike, I mean, I know you, you gave us MRO a few months ago back when I, I believe it was at like, I don't know, 16 bucks a share maybe, up to, yep. up to 20 now. Um, is this getting overextended for you, or are you still like this long term? I think the problem we have with energy is really based upon what oil is going to do. And crude just continues to go up. Uh, OPEC plus and OPEC are supposed to meet next week where they are not expected to do any increases in production, which as long as they keep doing that, they're going to continue to put pressure on oil to go higher. Right. And it's just a matter of supply and demand. And they're artificially keeping supply down right now. I'm a little leery of chasing these energy stocks up here. CVS Chevron today just hit a new all time high. I mean, this really? A, yep. All-time high on Chevron? All-time high today. Go back on a monthly chart, open it up. Wow. Wow. And you look at this, and there huh. it is. All That is very surprising to me. All-time high on Chevron today. Chevron's right. got a nice dividend, too, or at least yep. they used to. Still does. Still so, does. You know, you get these moves like this that these are incredible, right? They're, you know, they're, you know, there's the breakout. There's the monthly chart. These are incredible moves on these things. These pay huge. I wouldn't be chasing these energy names up here because, you know, I, that's just not what I do. I don't chase into strength. These things are hot all over the place. The problem, though, is if oil goes, keeps going, it's going to keep lifting these with them. It's also going to start putting more pressure on the markets. You know, oil goes up. Everything goes up because everything has to be shipped, right? Right. All right. Um, all right. So let, let's instead of let's go to the flip side. So instead of trying to instead of looking at stocks that have been showing strength, I've got a stock that has been beaten up, and that is an understatement. That is Snapchat, ticker SNAP. We are now down to our October 2020 levels. Right. So one of the things I had to start doing this week when I started doing my chart work was opening up these charts to weeklies because on the dailies, on names like Snap, you're, you're well below the 52 glow. Right? You took that out. Uh, I will tell you on this name here, it's all about earnings. And the CEO – So. Take it back to a daily real quick. On a daily yeah, chart here. This is one that, like Netflix, had one of those earnings reports that the stock was trading down like 20% the day after, and then it's yep. uh, moved down another, I don't know, 20% from there. It went from 52 to 28 in the matter of the last three months. Well, you created an island top. You see this gap up from two earnings ago? Yep. Right? And you had a three months of action with all these bulls who were getting consolidated up here, and it never could break out. Earnings comes and you get a big gap down. Everybody who's long up here got trapped. All right, they're bag holders, unfortunately. 
Um, and the CEO said something that was just really bad. True, but bad. He blamed Apple for all their problems. A good CEO recognized that Apple making changes is a problem and they make adjustments. Instead, uh, he just blamed Apple and, and that was it. So, you know, what do you do from here after you have something like that? Then you keep going down now because until we hear from them, did they fix the problems with Apple? I have no idea. Yeah, and just for some for some context, Apple implemented some uh, security measures that makes it harder for apps like Snapchat to pull uh, user data off people's iPhones. So Snapchat then that hurts their revenue because they don't have as good of a, a sell to advertisers saying, "Hey, right. you can advertise to this specific demographic, this group," because we're getting all this data from them. They can't do that anymore through Apple. Um, and, and investors are also talking about. TikTok taking some market share away from Snapchat. We discussed this on the show the other day, and I don't, I mean, I think there's room for both because they kind of serve a different purpose. Like, I think the younger generation has TikTok and they have Snapchat and they have different use cases for both. Um, so I don't see TikTok as like too big of a, a bearish catalyst for Snapchat. But I guess if, if more teenagers and stuff are using more time on TikTok and less time on Snapchat, that's not great for Snapchat by any means. It's not, but I mean, you have Facebook, you have Snapchat, you have Twitter, right? And you have TikTok and there's plenty of room for everybody. The problem is, is you just, they, they base their model on, they base their model on Apple being extremely accommodative. Well, that's not happening anymore. Facebook figured it out, right? Facebook's still doing okay. So that's on them to fix that. And I'm not worried about the competition, to be honest with you, but they, they have to come back and show a rebound. They have to show that they fixed this problem. The most important thing they have to show they can continue to have growth. Snapchat is a growth name, no growth. They're going to be in trouble. So I, I don't know here. Honestly, this one, Twitter, these names, I got to see earnings on them. If I don't see good earnings on it, I can't touch these. Yeah, and I don't know how many shares off the top of my head Evan Spiegel, the, the CEO and founder of Snapchat, holds, but I can imagine he's lost quite a bit of money seeing the, the Snapchat stock go from 70 bucks down to 30 um, so I'd imagine he's in, in a mode where he's trying to, like you're saying, Mike, address those problems from Apple instead of just blaming them. Um, and I don't know, like, I'm not, I, I don't own this stock. I'm not a shareholder. I'm not even necessarily bullish, but I think at some point when you have a, a company like this, that has such an incredible user base, I mean, millions and millions of people use this app every single day. And we've seen it with Twitter, right? Twitter has been historically like not a great stock, even though it's been one of the biggest social media apps. Uh, that, that they will find a way to monetize like Facebook right. has in the past. Uh, so at some point, it becomes attractive to me. I don't know. The, the com Snapchat reports on February 3rd. Um, I might just wait till after that, although I have a feeling that if they do report or give some good guidance and the stock moves up, I'll be kicking myself for saying, why would you, I not get you in? You can't at say that now. You see, in this market, in this environment, you have to be patient. You have to say, I'm going to wait for earnings. I'm going to, I may miss the earnings move, but I'm not going to have a Netflix on my hands, right? And that's the difference, right? You may miss the initial move, but I mean, even Microsoft off that great report, it hasn't run away, has it? You know, it, it really hasn't gone anywhere. It's still, it's still there. You know, Tesla last night gave their report. You know, if you read between the lines on this one, and Tesla's getting killed today, you know, they have a growth problem. And it's not from a lack of sales. It's not from a lack of the ability to produce cars. It's, a, it's the supply shortage is finally coming home to, uh, for them to hit. When he said that we're going to be constrained by, by the semi-shortage, the semi-shortage here, basically saying we can't increase production without getting more chips. 
Yeah, and Musk also said that they're not looking at developing any new uh new vehicle models well, right, in the new year. If, they, if they can't produce what they already have because they can't get the components producing new cars is just going to aggravate the situation more right so that's 100%. actually that actually makes sense uh, not doing that um but so all these names that have been beaten up you have to wait you got to buy the high quality names here um you know i know you had your last guest on i mean what's going to happen is eventually growth is going to come back in vogue because that's going to be the way that these fund managers are going to make their money eventually they're, but they're going to be picky and if you think that every name's going to come back, you know, you can, you know, we could be really wrong on that, right? That could be really the mistake. You know, a name yeah. like Firm, who's hemorrhaging money, and I like a firm, but is hemorrhaging money hand over fist. Lost Peloton now, right? Peloton's in trouble. Their next largest client is Amazon. Well, we know Amazon. If 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 buy now, pay later is successful, Amazon will just implement it themselves at some point. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um so speaking of coming back. Uh, speaking of names that have gotten beaten up that we like you said right growth eventually will come back in favor um, but these institutional investors these fund managers will be maybe more picky this time around than during the covid uh during the covid markets when everything was just running i have two names that have been beaten up since th their highs that i've added positions to that i like right now long term um that's asana ticker asan and DocuSign, ticker D-O-C-U. So uh, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know a lot about Asana. Um, so we use we use Asana here at Benzinga. We subscribe to the, it's It's a workplace productivity service. It's similar to Slack and Salesforce, but the two aren't uh, exactly the same. Like we use Slack and Asana because they kind of uh, serve different purposes. Okay. So it makes sense why Asana went crazy during COVID because as more workplaces were working remote asana kind of filled that void um but they have a they have a great business model and their ceo dustin moskovitz has actually added 200 million dollars worth of, of stock here at 50 dollars a share over the past month um i don't know i mean to me that's a sign that like look he he's not deploying his own capital right it was he took his own cash bought shares um so i mean to me that's him saying look i expect that we're gonna we're gonna be fine here. But the chart says to me, no, not no. right now. Okay, not right, <laughs> right now. Right. Well, look at the chart. This big mountain trade completely unwound. And I've been saying this. They're they're unwinding all these pandemic trades. You're right. They have competition with Slack and Microsoft Teams. I mean, I think CRM is a much better company. Honestly, if I was going to get into this space, I would buy CRM rather than Asana. But I I, I can see why you like it. But you got to let the chart tell you. See, the one thing that I think everybody right now is I'm buying this stock because it's cheap. Well, there's a reason it's cheap right now in this market. Let the stock give you a reason. You know, this one, the eight day, can't get back above it, right? Uh, you know, still stuck here in this downtrend. What was the other one you brought up? DocuSign. Well, I will say, and on both of these, I added positions in my like long-term Roth yeah. IRA. So I, I agree. I like looked at Asana's chart and I was like, oh, this could easily go down another 10, 15%, but I'm going to hold this for 30, 40 years. So I, at that point, I don't really care as much about my entry point. All right. Doku, that was a horrific report when it was expected to be good. And until they report next, this one can just keeps going down. And I mean, that's the thing. The, these names right now, there's no easy bottom to find on them. And, you know, everybody, because you keep looking and saying, where could it go? Well, if it's going to undo the pandemic trade, then your area, your buy area is about $90. 
Yeah, and so I think this chart's interesting, the DocuSign one, because a lot of times I feel like newer investors and traders will see a big leg down like this. And we saw it on Snapchat's chart too. We see it on Netflix's chart, a bad earnings report where the stock trades down like 15, 20, 25%. And you think, oh, I've got to buy this dip. It's got to come back. And then what actually ends up happening is the stock continues to trade lower in the coming weeks. I remember thinking that um, about Netflix's the other day, I was like, Netflix isn't worth 20% less than it was a day ago. It's got to come back. People are going to buy the dip. And then what happened? It, it continued to trade lower. Uh, finally got a bounce today off of some good news. But yeah, you can see right there on the chart that even after that earnings report, it wasn't like immediately people were coming in buying that dip, that leg's filling back up. Because growth is gone and Netflix is no longer a growth company. And that's the that's the huge hole they have here, right? They're no longer a growth company. Got it. And you know, so, people don't want to pay that premium. So while we're while we're just patient right now in the overall markets and specifically with growth, are there any? I mean, financials have been decent. Mastercard reported this morning. This morning had some good earnings at trading up. Uh, Visa reports today after. I'm just trying to find some sect. It's not technology. It's not growth right now. We got to find something that people are buying. J and J. Off their report. Look at these big three updates pushing all the way up to 172. Nice move on that one today over this. Wells Fargo had a great report holding in much better than the rest of the market above, you know, right on the 18th, 21 day here. Quality names, Morgan Stanley and the financials also continues to hold in well here compared to the rest of the market. There are pockets of strength. There are names that are holding up. You could look at a name like Alcoa after their report still kind of holding in here as well. Right. That's what you're looking for. Pockets of strength. Uh, if you're looking at the growth names, you're in trouble. I started nibbling in Ford. Um, I have a, bought some of it up at 21. I have an order to buy more at 19. I'm looking to nibble on Win. Um, waiting after here, I think I'm putting an order in. I'm putting an order in down around 80 to buy some down there if it comes down to that. You know, I'm looking for names that are established. They have a, you know, they have they have pockets. They have deep pockets. They're established. They're not in danger of going as a business, and they are profitable. Win is has been profitable and will be again profitable shortly after as the pandemic's coming to an end. Uh, and I'm avoiding a lot of these names, quite frankly, that have basically devalued themselves by all these offerings. Right? The you know the the airlines. I don't even know what their value is anymore. The cruise ships. How many offerings did these guys do? So I'm avoiding stuff like that. Got it. Uh, Hurt Scrambler in the chat saying he likes MO, Philip Morris. Or, uh, sorry, not Philip Morris anymore. Uh, Ultra? Ultra. Um, they had an okay report this today. They missed, but it's a safety name. It's in the right space, if he's asking that, right? It's safety. They have a nice dividend. It's a consumer staple type of name. It's safe. You can go with a Coke. There's another name out there. Look how well this is holding up. You can go with a Pepsi. Yeah, these are where they're hiding. They're hiding in safety names, right? Consumer staples, value plays, names that have dividends. And this will continue until the market finds its footing. When the market finds its footing, then the stronger growth names and tech names will come back into play. For me, the thing I'm watching here is the complete breakdown in the semis. And uh, I'm a little worried what I'm seeing here going on with NVIDIA and AMD. NVIDIA here is on the 200-day today. You know, after this big pullback and AMD blasted below it today. And this is a sector that typically we want to leave. When the semis are strong, typically the markets are strong. So we've lost the semis now. And LAM Research reported last night, LRCX, 
and they guided down. And to me, this is a warning sign. If you're not familiar with them, Lamb Research builds the equipment to manufacture the, the chips. If they're warning, they're seeing a slowdown. That means they're typically seeing it before the chip manufacturers do, for what it's worth. Yeah, and uh, someone in the chats, uh, Fang Fang Gear, saying in, in Nvidia or Nvidia, are you saying why is Nvidia and AMD moving down? But it, it's uh, probably because of this. It's possibly this. It's you know Intel Intel guided Intel guidance wasn't good again. I mean, uh, I, I know a lot of people out there still love Intel, but this company's not what it used to be, and their new CEO has yet to deliver. And you can talk about whatever you want; they are nowhere near getting close to getting back up off the floor at this point until they start delivering chips on a timely basis. Maybe they get these big foundries, these 20 or $40 billion worth of foundries they're building. They get orders, they get that up. That's a year plus out at this point. Uh, so for me, you know, you focus on quality. AMD reports next week. That's going to be an interesting one to watch and we'll see what they have to say. Uh, I wonder when NVIDIA reports. I think they're a couple weeks out yet. They're usually a little later. A couple weeks out. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of other kind of consumer staple plays alongside J and J. That... Like Costco, which has run a ton, but it's trying to hold in better than the market down here. But you know, I'm a little leery of this one. This one's run a long way. I don't typically like trying it, but it's coming off an oversold situation and trying to bounce. Home Depot is a similar type name, doing exactly the same chart. So you can see a lot of these charts are running very similar right now. Again, they're hiding here. The problem is if we turn, these things are going to get hit. So you need to be a little careful. By the way, VIX is highs of the day. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, the market's been selling off a little bit, especially. I mean, honestly, I feel like I can just look at Apple and, and get a gauge of what the overall market's doing, and Apple's been trading lower. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm worried about Apple's report tonight because I think even if, if the company reports great earnings, which Apple typically does, there's a great chance that the stock's trading lower tomorrow. We saw well, seen the, the important thing to see what Apple is, do they guide, right? They've been they've been hesitant to guide a lot much. I don't remember if they guided last time or not. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But if they don't guide again, you know, that's a problem. To me, there's no reason they shouldn't be offering guidance at this point. And they could get hit on that if they don't offer guidance. Well, my theory, I, th I think Apple just loves beating. So I think a lot of times they'll give guidance that they know they'll beat. Yeah, but they, they're growing. I mean, they're, they're still just this large company that they have. They're in so many places now. Their services is growing, right? You're seeing so much more money starting to come in from their services. So, uh, you know, it's not just about their phones anymore, which are still the center point of everything. So I don't know. I like I like Apple. I think any weakness in Apple is probably a buying opportunity. Uh, the fact that it hasn't run into earnings for once, maybe it, it's a little bit stronger. You know, see what they do. If it's like Microsoft, it'll hold in. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I, I, I bought a couple of cheap calls just in case. I mean, I have no, it's not very high conviction. I'm not saying like, oh my God, yeah, this is a great trade. I'm saying like, I there there's a off chance because I, I, I like the, like, I like the contrary. I mean, everyone's saying, you know, one thing and I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, oftentimes the, the opposite happens. So everyone's saying like, you know, whatever. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Well, that's what's going on. I mean. Um, sentiment has gotten so bearish in the markets at this point that that's why I'm, I am not uh, extremely um, bearish on this market. When I look at some things like my oscillators, we're still down here, very oversold on the oscillator short term. 
So for me, I still think that this market's, you know, could go, can it go lower? Yes. Could we get a 20% correction? Absolutely. We could. I actually think we are going to get a 20% correction. So we might as well get it over with here. If markets listening, that'd be very nice. Um, but, uh, you know, no, I agree. I mean, that that's like my main, that's why I'm not as bullish right now either is because if you go out and pull all these people, everyone's so doom and gloom like market crash and it's like what well, well, all that we know is when like everyone's saying one thing about the market or one thing about a stock uh it, it doesn't all like it, it seems like more times than not that doesn't end up coming to fruition so um and, and i don't the know fed is, and the fed is now done for two months we have no fed decision to worry about now till march yeah and i honestly was surprised by the sell-off yesterday because powell didn't say anything that we didn't already know it was all it was all there was oh, no I, new news I, I i i disagree with you on that one ab um his opening statement was dovish but then the more he talked he came across as very very hawkish on the q a part of that presentation but i'm talking about in action in actual terms of policy right he said they're they're speeding up the tapering we already knew that he said they're looking at increasing rates in march which we knew that he said we're we're not gonna you know interest rates remain the same for right now that was expected right um so yeah maybe there were parts of it where he seemed yeah, but more it hawkish. was the commentary and how he came off and right and that's, that's and i actually i personally didn't yes. watch or listen to the whole and thing it, so we were, i we were I listening saw... to it over over in my room in discord and we were all like shut up stop talking the more he talks the more the market was sinking <laughs> Yeah, um, I just saw from, from what he like policy wise, what he stated. To it me, wasn't I about saw, like, policy. It was about right. his statements and, and how he and how he presented information, even so, like his to tone, you're saying it was tone, how he presented ideas, how he talked about things. It was hawkish. It was, you know, it makes it it makes it sound like the Fed's on this path no matter what. And they could have sued the market easily. All he had to come in and say is. You know, we're, we're going to go forward. We're going to do our tapering will end in March. We're going to do our first rate hike of 0.25%, which is nothing, by the way, in March. And then we're going to be data dependent. Stop. End of story. We'll see what happens. Market would have Yeah, and, and I, I, I get it. It's really easy. I mean, I think a lot of people are worried right now. Uh, maybe not in a lot of people, uh, not in as good of a financially position as they were even a year ago. Um, and be, you know, because inflation, all this, and I, you know, I think it's really easy to blame the fed, blame Biden, whatever you, whoever you want to blame. But honestly, right now the feds in a tough spot because you're, they're tough. They're stuck in between this rock and a hard place of wanting to, to curb inflation, but not causing a, a big market crash and, and recession. You know, it's like, which, where do you go? You know, you just, they just got to They're trying to find that sweet spot in the middle right now, which who knows? Well, I guess time will tell if they're able to do that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they have to find that spot. And then they really need to just take a step back and watch what happens. And we'll see what happens in the Ukraine. If that calms down, that would uh, that would be helpful as well. Yep. Um, all right. Any other names? I'm trying to think in the um, so in, in, I, I, in the J&J &J space. Oh, also, Dwayne in the chat's asking for your Discord. Ah, well, it's private Discord, Dwayne. You have to join me over at Options Mike on Twitter, and then uh, we can hit you up from there all right i'm dropping your twitter in the chat uh smartoptiontrading.com as well just go to mike's twitter give him a follow his links in the twitter um yeah you there it is in the chat. very strong you had a, a strong uh, where is it get back to this pfizer's been strong you have again these are the type of names that are holding in better right now they are safety names J what about J target target's been okay not not as not as good uh, Merck showed some signs of strength today, right? Nice bounce on Merck. 
EMY also up. They're the big pharma. You notice they're not playing in biotech, guys. And, you know, these little biotechs that have absolutely no revenue associated with them, stay away from them. <laughs> they're just, they just, you know, they're death. They're playing with big pharma. So that's where they're at. Big pharma in that space. If you want to play in that. Yeah, um, I agree there. I don't, uh, I don't really play the biotechs all that often. I actually got burned on some biotechs when I was like real young, and that 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 steered me away from them like re, you know really early. Yeah, so that I mean that's it. I mean it's very very little. There's there's you know just it, breath is atrocious. You know we've gone red, very red on breath today. There's not a lot of companies that are still green. And you know after a big gap up, we've given it all back. So we're back below yesterday's uh, close now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, earlier we were talking about Apple. You said any weakness on Apple is a buying opportunity. Look, with this weak market, uh, Brett, you really have to try to find these names that are, are going to be outperformers, that and, are going to be carrying the rest of the market. And you don't have to buy all of it. You know, if you want to, you know, if you want to own 100 shares of Apple, start off buying 25 or 50. If it goes lower, you can add to it. I mean, the, the one thing I think people make the mistake here is they quickly go all in. And this is not that kind of market where you take a full size. That's why you start buying, you put some buying somewhere lower, but you want some exposure. So you start adding into it, you know, so, you know, don't go full size right now. Leave yourself room to go. Cash is a great position right now. If you're heavy in cash, like I am, and a lot of people I know are, you know, you just waiting this out. You're being patient. You're waiting for the market to turn. And when the market turns, it'll let you know, you'll see the buyers come in. You'll see it get over that move above the 200 day and the VIX will get smashed down. Yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing anything. I'm just going to see like what what are the best performing stocks of the day so far. It was probably Microsoft and Netflix was probably up there for a while, but they've all come in. Yeah, they've yeah. all come back in. Oh, Levi Strauss is up 10 percent today. Uh, there you go. <laughs> it's not a name <laughs> I look at. That's. No, <laughs> I was just looking at the like top performers. Nope, in there, that's a so good one. Yep, that one's up. Uh, your worst performers of the day, Lending Club down 29%, 1-800-Flowers. I didn't even know that was a publicly traded stock, down 30%. They had bad earnings. Lending Club had bad earnings last night. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, uh, I think a lot of Amazon's people are- Amazon's still up. Google's still up. Google, I actually like here. I think Google's gone down too much. All right. You say RM is up nicely. Netflix is up 7%. So, you know, there's strength. I mean, out look, there. Google's Google's PE right now, which I know you're more of a you're more of a technical trader. Google's PE right now is below 25. Google's got a lower PE than Costco. Yep. Google's got a lower PE than Coca-Cola. Yeah. It's telling, but Google's a great company. They report next week. I think next Thursday. Be great. Yeah, no, I'm saying I I like that about I mean, I'm saying it's gotten a little ridiculous how I mean, looking at the chart, it doesn't look terribly oversold, but still, I mean, a 15% drawback in Google while they're still growing revenue, growing, but I mean, it, it makes, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's like, if, if would I rather buy Coca-Cola or Google for the long term right now, the choice is easy. Right. And Google's a great name to look at as we come out of this. All right. Uh, you know, that's a fabulous name to look at because there are so many areas. Google's got so many different lines of business, right? That makes them a Google great to me buy. has the biggest moat out of any company i mean they do things that other no other company i guess amazon maybe amazon, um, but mike, Google, we, microsoft they're all in a lot of different areas we do only have uh one minute left so i'm curious what what are some signs you'll be looking for 
when that turnaround does come? When, when are you going to say, okay, this is strength coming back into growth? First of all, the VIX has got to close inside the Bollinger Bands, which we're trying to do today, but we're at the highs. So we're just on the edge of it up here. So keep an eye on the VIX. The VIX has to close in the Bollinger Bands. We have not been able to do that now for over a week. So that's the first sign you got to see for this market to turn. For growth names, you'll see them coming after it. And it's going to be earnings, Aaron. It's going to be earnings. Names like Palantir, they, they turn a profit and they show uh, continued expansion to the commercial space. They'll come back for names like this, but it's got to be earnings that are going to drive this. Same thing with a name like Snow. Snow, you know, they're going to have to start turning a profit and show continued growth and expansion for the companies to come back. You can't, you know, front run these here. Um, you know, you could better off staying with names like, in my opinion, Salesforce, which has been beaten down hard. But again, strong company, great fundamentals behind it. This is a great company to earn, especially if their earnings are good. Bunch of gaps to fill. You'll see them come for it. Can I just say that um, Mike's chart, Mike, you know what your charts remind me of? And, I, and don't, don't take offense to this. They remind me of like the, the, the cups. You know what I'm talking about? Like, solo like, cups. like no, like 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 the cops at like the fast food with like the neon. Oh, oh. I know. like the nineties, the nineties. The uh... I there's that make it easy. They're easy to read for me. You know what? What can I tell you? It's just what I like. It's easy for me to read. It. Can we pull up? Can we pull up those old cups and then? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm one. Second, All right. Yeah. The, this is what Spencer's saying. You're trying yes. to remind him of. All right. Spencer, be nice to Mike. I like having Mike on the show. Me too, but That's don't oh, come gone. on. Don't, <laughs> don't tell me those don't look like Mike's charts. Wait, go right back. There. All right, let's go back to the charts real quick. Let's see, see the comparison. Yeah, the same color scheme. I see what you're saying. All right. It's just All shading right. on Wait. the Bollinger band. Here, would you like We got to go. I could change the color of it for you. <laughs> we, my, all right, Mike, I love you. I love you, but we got to go. You guys have Thanks a, a lot one. for coming on. All right. We gotta do some. Let's do trivia. Let's do trivia right, real quick. We'll do it real quick. I'm throwing. I'm throwing options. Mike's uh, Twitter in the chat one more time. Again, you can go there. Find his link to optiontrading.com. Uh, Smartoptiontrading.com, I believe it is. Guys, it's time. Mike. Mike's gonna. He's gonna be candid. He's gonna speak it how it is. I mean, you heard him. I said I like this name. He said I don't like that name. That's the type of guest that I love. Someone that's not gonna come on and just agree with everything I say. Um, but all right, we're gonna rip through trivia real quick. Trivia might be a little bit quicker today. We have a twelve thirty guest. One thirty guest. What I say? Twelve thirty. I was thinking, I was talking about a different time zone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Twelve thirty Chicago Central Central, Central right. uh, Standard Time. Right. I honestly think you guys are wasting a bit of time if we only have nine. Okay. Minutes. We better okay. get into the game. Let's go. We got the that's theme. Your, that's your job as a producer. The theme of the day is what geography. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I got to find out. I made the theme. It's geography, but I didn't oh make it. The, I didn't make <laughs> the questions. I did not make the questions. Do not make the questions. Folks, if you have not played trivia before, this is how it works real quick. Essentially, we're going to have a series of questions here. And today's theme, of course, is geography. There are going to be four options for each question, multiple choice. For each option, there's a corresponding number. you got to type that in the chat, and you want to type it in fast because the person who gets the most questions correct <sighs> and does so the fastest will be today's winner and have all the glory. And maybe some swag. Okay, if anyone is still waiting on swag... Email us again. Ashton, I, I apologize profusely. We will get to the bottom of this. But that being said. That uh, being said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the game. So let the countdown get going. I'm going to get it on the screen. There we go. Be going. Do we, know, do we know how many questions do we have? Is it like seven? I thought you wrote them. No. 
I didn't write them. I made the I made the the category. I'm actually really bad at geography, so I'm not excited for this. In the seventh grade, I well, this doesn't even count for anything. But I came very close to winning the geography B. Wow, Me Melanie, Melanie's asking, where do you buy swag? You want to buy swag? That'll help us. Go to swag.benzinga.com. The link is in the description of this video. Question number one. What the hell? What? What? <laughs> Oh wait, wait, there we go. Okay, we're back. We're back. Which of the following, <laughs> which of the following former Yugoslavian countries is landlocked? Is it Serbia, Montenegro, Croatia, or Bosnia and Herzegovina? Uh, hmm, I wonder who wrote this question. Are these, uh, are these real places? Yeah, <laughs> real yeah places. these are all places. What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna. Oh man. Uh. <laughs> Actually, I, I know. I know Serbia because that's where uh, Novak Djokovic is from. Listen, Croatia is definitely on the sea, so that's what I know. <laughs> oh, why? Because it starts with C? Is that? No, what I just know they have beach towns. Uh, uh All right, I'm gonna go Bosnia Herzegovina. That's what I put. I, I'm. I'm going four. I put that as well. Enver, Av, that's rude. Enver is so is gonna be so disappointed in us when we don't get this one right. I put my guess as four. Let's see what we got. Wait, did it freeze? I, oh, no. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Darn it. If I was Novak Djokovic, I would have known that one. Oh, yeah. no. Well, I didn't get it right, but I didn't. Well, I did get it wrong. Sorry, Enver. All right. <laughs> Next one. Which country oh my is not a part of Scandinavia? <gasps> Are we talking Sweden, Norway, Finland, or Denmark? Right. Wait, is Scandinavia the same thing as Nordic? Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, essentially. <laughs> All right. Um, I got this one. Oh shoot! I think I got it wrong. Yeah, you did. I'm gonna guess. I think that I think it's four, but I put one as an idiot. Yeah, Denmark's yeah, more like four. European. They're all European. Yeah, but the other ones are Nordic. The thing is, politically, <laughs> politically, Norway, Norway, Finland, and Denmark are like similar-ish, but they're not. Yeah, but Sweden, Norway, and Finland are all like the same place. Yeah, yeah but who has, look at who, us, dumb Americans. But, but who has the most mature stock market? It's Sweden. I don't actually. Can we do like U.S. geography? <laughs> next time. I see. Yeah, I, next time you make I the see, category. I see the world through a very American-centric view. Next time you make the category. How about that? It will not be geography. Okay, that's fine. That. It'll so be '90s sitcom characters. What? What? Is that right? That's not right. There's no way. That's not right. No, Whoa. no. That is not right, Enver. I don't know what you did. Well, I mean, I have no clue. Give the guy a benefit of the doubt. Wait, is that is that really is that really true? We'll have to look this oh, up. Oh, I Check. actually know this one. What is oh, the yeah, smallest city in the world? No, no. Is it smallest country or smallest uh, city? Sorry, sorry. So I misread. Smallest country: Vatican City, Monaco, Malta, or the Maldives. I is believe it, that it's the Vatican. Is it Monaco? No, Mon Monaco is at least a city size. Vatican is like a small section of a city. Yeah, and it's technically not part of Italy or Rome. No, nope. Monica is also really tiny. Yeah, but no. I don't think it's that tiny. Yeah, but they have a race there. So? They don't have a race at the Vatican City. They could if they wanted to. That'd be kind of cool, actually. I'd watch that. All right, I'm just going to guess one. The, the, the consensus seems to be one, but I feel like I'm being misled. Let's see what, let's see what the crowd says. Wisdom of the crowd. Be a sheep, Spencer. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> sheep get slaughtered. No. Pigs oh, yeah. get slaughtered. Pig, pigs get slaughtered. Bears, sheep, sheep make bears, money. Bears get fat. Bulls make money. Bears Ew. make money. Pigs get slaughtered. That was an nice. easy one. I knew it was an easy one because even I knew it. All right. 
Fair enough. I'm not sure how, how many more of these we got left. Like three or four? That's a so, good question. Something like that. It's a mystery. You want to read this one? Yeah. What is the name of the capital of Turkey? Is it I Izmir, two Istanbul, three Bursa, or four Ankara? This is a trick question. It, I think it's a trick question Istanbul, based, on, based on the chat. I think I'm very wrong. Wait, did you know that Istanbul was Constantinople? Yeah, Istanbul is Constantinople. <laughs> That's a catchy song. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go with four. Wait, what isn't Istanbul? It's got to be Istanbul. Well, right? it, the chat doesn't seem to think so. I'm going, I, I went, it with could four. be the most you know populated, but it might not be the capital. Rohan, do you know the capital of Thailand? <laughs> Stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we be? Why can't we be adults on this show? Can we be adults for one day on this show, please? Nah. It's a question. It's on topic. Our next guest is literally backstage judging us right now. I I, I would prefer if we were like adults for once in our all lives. Right, right. Oh man. All right. Um. I'm pretty sure it's four. I guess four. Yeah. All right. Wow. Very nice. All right. All right. Next question. Oh, the soundboard's not working. Weird. That's still working. Maybe it's just, what, is, right. what is Laos? Well, I know the answer to that one. Is it a river, a region, a country, or a city? It is a country. That'd it be country. That's a good question, though. I actually met a uh, woman who, was, like, her family was from Laos. Yeah. And... She like I was talking to her about it or something. And she said, "Yeah, we're like from Laos or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, what is that?" And she acted like I was like the dumbest person in the world. <laughs> Granted, this was like five years ago, so I was like eighteen. I know what Laos is now from that moment, but like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, you know what we should have done? We should have had Bob on uh, on this segment because Bob says he's a trivia savant. Oh, sorry, man. Bob. Next time, come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do trivia every Thursday. Well, you're, you're more than welcome to do Yeah, we, we, we do this every Thursday at like 1 o'clock-ish, whenever we feel like doing it on time. Someone said we should play Jeopardy Labs yesterday. Oh, I, did you I'm, look into that? I'm a, I love Jeopardy. I'm Spe looking into speaking it Speaking right of now. Jeopardy, do you, know, you hear that Amy lost? Uh, the uh, yeah. the woman that had won for like 40 weeks. Yeah, now. I watched her very first uh, contest. Uh, aren't you special? <laughs> Don't need to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> what is the capital of Scotland? London, Glasgow, Edinburgh, or Dundee? I want to say Glasgow. Wait, is it Edinburgh or Edinburgh? Did I get Edinburgh? 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 Edinburgh. Edinburgh. All right. I'm gonna go. I know it's not one because that's not even in Scotland. So I'm using I'm using uh, deductive <laughs> reasoning here. Yeah, I might be wrong. It might be Edinburgh. Glasgow's hey, also not in hold Scotland. Hold on, hold on. Glasgow's I, in Poland. No, no, Glasgow is Scotland. I promise you. No, but, dude, that's Krakow. <laughs> Wait, what am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking but of. But Tiny Pies said I was right. So, like, and he's from Ireland. So, I, I mean, all right. That's got to be. Hey, hey Hertz Scrambler, there's more important things to life than the market sometimes, like trivia. I don't even know what to guess here. I'm going to go with Glasgow. I don't know. Oh, I was thinking of Warsaw. Yeah. Oh. That's also in Poland. <laughs> that's the capital of Poland. I've been there. Um, Aren't you guys well traveled? I I'm very well traveled actually. Oh, oh great! I, <laughs> I'm not. Oh, oh no! Edinburgh. I've never been to Scotland though. So. <laughs> I have, and I've been to both those places. The so. only time I've ever been to Europe was a was in the uh, German airports. Uh, this is the last question. The WHO uh, headquartered the is the who exactly is located in which European country? We're well, gonna give it away that it's in Europe. Uh, UK, 
They're all. Uh, I know Switzerland, France, or Belgium. Oh, uh, I feel like it's Belgium. Uh, everything's I, in Belgium. Dude. I feel like it's Belgium. But a lot of people saying two, Switzerland. I, I, it could be two. Whatever. I already put my guess. In. Yeah, I already threw four out there. I mean, it sounds like a thing that would be in Brussels. Doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. Like the UN <laughs> is headquartered there, correct? Uh, no, the UN is New York. Oh, really? What's in? What else is in Brussels? Oh, they have the convention there. Like, 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 where's the EU? For, the, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking of the EU. The Geneva Convention is in Switzerland. The e European Union, the European Union headquarters. I think that should have been that should have been one of the questions. What city is the Geneva Convention held? <laughs> <laughs> All right, can't wait to see who won this one. wasn't It wasn't any of us. Again, if you might be to, our next guest. If you want to buy some swag, go to swag. What? Uh, Damn, that's okay, chat was right. All right, Switzerland is the answer. The winner of this week's trivia contest. Uh, which we will show in a second. Uh, claim your swag by emailing. Oh, oh my gosh. Enver, you do not Enver. count. Alex Wong. Alex Wong, congratulations. Email us. I'm putting the email up on the screen right now. Email us. Uh, oh, wrong sound. Sorry. <laughs> email shows at Benzinga.com to claim your prize. Sorry, sorry, that was my fault. Shows at Benzinga.com. Claim your prize, Alex Wong. Put trivia in the title, please, so we know it's... We're not allowed to play that after yesterday. <laughs> we... He's not pumping Powell anymore. All right, all right. His, his nickname has officially been rescinded. All right, I'm getting off the screen. You guys thank you. go back to, you know... All right, thank, thank you very much, um, uh... Rohan for that segment. Let's bring on our next guest here. Let's pivot from trivia to the world of music. The world of streaming music on your phone. Uh, this the our next guest is the uh, founding CFO of a company that is uh, that that does that right now. They're also in the midst of a uh, of a capital raise. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Bob uh, Vanek, I think I got that right, is the founding CFO of Treble Music. Let's get Bob on the show. Bob, welcome to Benzinga Live. What's up, boys? It's really clear, though. Uh, trivia skills and stock picking have no correlation. Oh, I'm well, not, I don't know if I'm not sure if that's either. a compliment or an insult, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show, Bob. Uh, let's weird. just start. Yeah. Let's just start with this. Um, I, uh, explain, explain Treble to us. Yeah, so uh, Treble's a music app that's been around uh, for a few years. We, we are partnered with the record labels to combat piracy on a worldwide basis. And, you know, being in the U.S., people um, kind of take for granted what the rest of the world has to go through to get music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon are, are, are pretty popular in the United States. But the rest of the world still steals music or uses YouTube as their main music source. And we are going after uh, roughly four or five billion people on planet Earth that will never pay nine ninety nine a month for a streaming service. You're referring, of course, to Spotify and Apple Music and the other subscription services yes, out there. You got it. Right, right. So, so the the model here is that rather than charge a subscription fee, um, I, I, you have a free app, and the the music, the, the record labels, or the even the brands, brands. Are the ones that's because they provide advertising, they support the free user base, right? That's right. So the record labels today can't monetize someone that just steals music or um, or uses a torrent site or or a stream ripping app uh, to to pull music off of YouTube. 
So with our app, we have license agreements with all the major labels. We have the best music in the world. Um, and brands pay us to, in essence, sponsor that music. And they do it through um, typical banner ads and video ads. But also we do some other cool stuff with brand takeovers. And uh, my revenue streams come from big, big brands. We share that revenue with the record labels and the artists and the consumers get the music for free. Right. So I'm showing uh, the uh, this is from the latest episode of Going Public, which you can watch uh, on goingpublic.com. Uh, We're going to make sure the links are, are all up in the chat uh, and description right now. But uh, so uh, you're, you're in the midst of this of this this capital raise. So explain to us what's the deal right now. You are going public, hence the name of the show, uh, but you're doing it in this in this crowdfunding way. Why did you decide to go this route? You know, I've, uh, this is my fourth startup, and you know, I've cumulatively raised over $200 million as a CEO, president, or CFO in my, my past companies, and I did the old-fashioned way. Put in my own money, got friends and family money, got angel money, then went to venture capital. And what we found in trouble was, um, you know, early on, um, it was hard to raise money because music businesses typically – are at odds at Silicon Valley. So there's not a lot of startups in the music space. Um, after approving our business model after a couple of years, uh, this Regulation A um, crowdfunding uh, law really seemed interesting to us because you know our business belief is music for the masses and Regulation A allows the little guy to get in, uh, typically at the stage where venture funds would get in. And so this notion of democratizing music, and in our case, democratizing an investment of music, seemed like an interesting path to pursue in parallel with strategic money and institutional money. So we've raised a bunch of money from uh, angel investors, from venture funds, from strategic investors. Uh, we uh, are, are about to announce a big investment from a global media company, uh, Univision and Televisa, which is the largest media company in, um, in Mexico, are investors in our company. And uh, this is just another way to get investment into the company, but also to get shares out to regular folk, Main Street uh, investors earlier than they typically would get access to a deal like Treble. Wait, hold on. We need to up. I just saw a slide up there. I don't know if that was from going public, but it said yeah. uh, nearly a billion songs yeah, yeah, downloaded. You're already back it up. I'll back it up. I'm on go. the website right now. Let me just pull it up real quick. Yep. We have a live ticker. I'll, I'll just. We're at two and a half billion, uh, two and a half billion, sixty nine thousand nine hundred and five. Now nine hundred and eleven. Now nine hundred seventeen. So we're well over that billion. Oh wait, I'm not sharing my screen. No, you're not. I'm sharing my screen here. There Let's... we go. There's the live ticker. <laughs> uh, we're now at two, uh, a little over two and a half billion, sixty nine thousand. Oh, we're about to go to get to seventy thousand. So, so, th so this is cool. Okay. Oh, boom. So, 70, so down, download right. Actually having like ownership. Like having it local on your device, that's really important to me. I'm gonna be honest. I still buy for, for I still pay for some music. You're the only person I know. I know because I like having the ownership. I like I like having it on my device. I don't want Spotify to uh, like. What if I was a big Neil Young fan, and uh, and I was on Maybe Spotify today? I'm screwed. Go buy, go buy a record player. Uh, Bob, way, so I'm curious. Way, Neil, Young, Neil Young Harvest was the first CD that I bought in the '80s. So wow. I'm a big Neil wow. Young fan. Uh, there, all I'm right, also so, showing my age. There you go. At, <laughs> at least you're not a Spotify user, right? Imagine not. Right. No, but the point is, like, you 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 don't have it if you're on Spotify. That's the idea, right? Uh, and Spotify is free to stream, 
I believe. I don't, I'm not on Spotify, yeah, so, so I don't know. So real quick, Spencer, free Spotify. You can't choose a song. You can't download. Right. So they play, right. they play the song, right. and you can't listen to it offline. Big, big, big premium feature that we offer to our customers, got and it. that gets paid for by the brands. Got it, so, got it. So, Bob, I'm curious, right, you know, at, at Treble's inception, right, before – you know, you guys were established. What was the process like going to these major record labels? You know, Universal, Sony, Warner. What was the what was the sell that you guys gave to them that you know why they should license their their music out to you? Uh, was that difficult? Were any of the big labels was like one harder to get than the other two, or, or you know, any any stories like that? I'm very curious about that. That's a great question. The thank uh, you. The hardest thing that. Uh, we get we've gotten done as a company is actually getting these deals done with the major record labels. They do not typically do business with startups. And our first label deals actually preceded me. Our CEO, Gary McKeekian, it was an engineer. And what he did is he went to the record label and said, look, I'm an engineer. I'm building some technology. And my, I understand that typically people steal music from you. Then they come looking for a license. And he mm -hmm. went in the front door and said, hey, I'm about to build something. And I want to do this on the up and up. And I'm going after people that you don't make money from today. So we entered our partnerships with the music industry from a position of, hey, we're technology guys and business guys, and we want to do it right. And that's how we got uh, the first label. And I can't remember which of the three was the first one. It was either Universal or Warner was the first label to cross over. And then yeah. since then, we've reached agreements with all three of the major labels that include Sony, Universal, and Warner and hundreds of smaller independent labels we also have agreements with. So and just, uh, we're found money to, in the music industry. Just to be clear, it is an ad-supported app. It's an ad-supported model. So the, so like what are those ads? I mean, I, I saw I watched the show, so I saw like uh, like the, the demo there. But the ads are like they're, they don't interrupt the song is the point I'm trying to get That's at. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea, you know, Spencer, if, if you're listening to our service and you've got your slow jams on date night, the last <laughs> right. thing we want is a Viagra ad interrupting your date night <laughs> that, moon jams, bad. right? So we have decided to do the advertising during searching, downloading, and discovery when you're sort of building your library, building your playlist, looking for music, and the playback experience is not interrupted. It's a very important part of our feature. Got it, and 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 that's the business model right there. I, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering, like you're you're going this process where you're 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 raising money, but you're also like doing it on a show. And you know, what we we spoke to Lauren the other week about this. Um, she, you know, she Lauren, the host of Going Public. But you're the first um, executive we've actually talked to fr from the show. I'm just wondering what the pro what is this whole thing been like? Um, you're doing it in a very public manner. Uh, is there anything you didn't expect? You know, the show has been just fantastic. Um, they have a world-class uh, production team who's done shows like um, uh, The Biggest Loser and, and, and other reality shows that um, accurately portray the, the, the story without uh, doing that like Real Housewives salacious stuff. So they've been respectful that we are trying to run a business and we want to accurately portray what we do. And, and so I think it's a very, and I, you know, we get to, to see the, um, for regulatory reasons, we get to see the final cuts before the public gets to see it. And I just think they're doing a very fair job of portraying what life in a fast growing startup is like. I mean, we've hit a groove, so our business is doing great right now. 
And so they're capturing a lot of our good moments. And, you know, that at times we've got our challenges and struggles and to capture that and portray it fairly. It's been a really, really great experience because of the world-class nature of the Crush Capital and Going Public team and INE Entertainment. Um, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm giving like, you know, uh, 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 an award speech here, but they really, really are good partners and they're being fair to us. And sh they're showing what it's like to go through what we go through as we grow a company. And most people don't get to see that unless you've been inside a startup. You don't you don't get the real picture. And I think they're doing an accurate portrayal of what we go through. As far as the music industry, can you give us one secular headwind and one secular tailwind that 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 you have you're, you're dealing with right now? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is that the some individual artists uh, through their own uh, social media um, efforts are, are regaining control of audience. And um, we've we've recently uh, we're about to announce an investment and a spokesman partnership with one of the biggest artists in Latin America. Really, really big name. His social media following that he has taken control of as, as a man in his, in his late 20s, early 30s is actually as powerful as the marketing machine at the label. And I think that is a trend that's going to continue. Um, I also believe that there is opportunities for blockchain uh, to intersect with music. Um, it's probably five to seven years out. But I actually met our CEO, Gary, um, because I had a blockchain music concept and I was actually pitching him to get involved with that. And then I loved what Trouble was doing so much that I ended up joining his company. Um, but we're dabbling with some blockchain ideas and NFT ideas. And I think that's probably the most interesting tailwind uh, hmm. that, that's affecting the industry uh, that investors should be looking out for. And, and it will be part of Trouble's story going forward. That's really interesting. I, I got to add, I have another question, but I got to ask, Perfect. how did you initially get you know, interested in blockchain NFTs? You know, my uh, I'm really proud of my kids. I've, I've, uh, I'm wearing my daughter's uh, colors here. She's at Princeton, and, and I have a son at Stanford. Um, oh, wow. When he was at Stanford, Ooh. he got an Ethereum at nine dollars, oh. and called me and said, "Dad, so, I got." He's on a beach somewhere, so retired. You yeah. don't even have to work. You could just go go just move live off, off your son. kids. Live okay. off your kid. There you go. I, that's my dream. But he called me. He's like, "Dad, I, yeah, I got in this blockchain thing. I bought this Ethereum, and I've I've made some money." I was like. I go, how much you made? He goes, well, I 10 X my money. I said, well, sell, sell one coin, get out at a hundred. And he sold one coin, got his initial investment back and he's been riding it up since. But um, so I got exposed to blockchain technology pretty early on through, through, through whenever Ethereum was at $9. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how long ago that was. Right. Yeah. That was like, well, you must've, you, you must've done something right. Or maybe your wife to have a, a, a kid at Stanford and a kid at Princeton. So oh, congratulations. I, I, I take no credit. So it's, it's all my, my first, actually that was my first wife. Smart man. <laughs> okay. So go, going back to uh, my question regarding treble, uh, have you guys invested at all in the podcast space? Cause we've seen some other big names. I mean, Spotify has thrown some ridiculous dollar amounts, whether it's to get, uh, you know, podcasting rights to call her daddy or to Joe Rogan. Um, is, is podcast something that you've seen interest on from a global perspective or is it is it mostly, you know, just tackling music right now and maybe podcast down the down the road? No, we, we have podcasts already. We, we are, are big in Mexico and we over index with Hispanic Americans. And so we've partnered with some of the Spanish podcasting companies. And so you you can get podcasts on Treble now. I, I think Spotify went really big on it and probably overinvested it. You know, they had a billion dollars in the bank, so so they took some risks. Um, I feel like 
uh, you know, the pandemic allowed anyone to be a podcaster. I mean, I'm not sure what your production yeah. costs are for this show, but you know, a couple <laughs> of microphones and a streaming service and you're in business. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so I think podcast and other cool audio initiatives are a part of Treble's future, but we're going to do it very cost effectively. And we'll, we'll likely do that via partnership as opposed to owning our own content. Got it. Love it. Um, yeah. And then I, I'm glad, you know, earlier you brought up the fact that uh, from a global perspective, a lot of people outside the U.S. use YouTube as their uh you know, primary use for, or primary use for listening to music, which I've always found interesting. Like you look at some of the most viewed YouTube videos out there and there are a lot of music videos, songs. Um, but in a way, I mean, you got to go up against the biggest guys. You got to go up against YouTube, Google. I mean, I'm sure they like the fact that they're the go-to platform for, for music listeners around the, around the world. Well, what m most people don't know about YouTube is they don't pay the artists or the labels the fair share. So the money that we pay or we, that Spotify pays or Apple pays to the record industry, to the labels and to the artists, is a, a fair agreement. YouTube hides behind the Digital Millennial Copyright Act and does not pay fair royalties. So the music industry um, really hates YouTube uh, as, as a, a method to fairly monetize. Um, YouTube makes the money. So you know, you know, Google has, has figured out uh, you know, how to make money for them. So when we approach the labels with an alternative to monetize better than YouTube would monetize, um, that, that was one of the ways that we, we got ourselves in, in, in good stead with the, with the record industry and the artists. Um, the other thing about YouTube is it's a video service. And in emerging market countries where we're, we're now starting to thrive, like Mexico, we're launching in Indonesia, we're going to be all over Latin America, people don't have the same bandwidth data plans or access to broadband. So music via a video service that, that requires a, a stream is actually a bad experience for the consumer. And a quick download and an offline play is a much better consumer experience. So we're better for the industry. We're better for the users. We're better for the artist. And we're also really good for investors. So Treble thinks we, we've kind of solved all the stakeholders' needs and we've built, I've said this on the show, we would, we have built the best mousetrap. So, so, I mean, you, you mentioned the, how YouTube pays out for artists. I actually saw, I think it was a tweet or something the other day that showed how many streams of one song it took for the artist to get paid out like a dollar or a something. Lot. And there were, yeah, I mean, like Spotify was like 382 streams of one song to get a dollar and they were all different. Uh, I forget who was on like the good end of the spectrum and who was on the worst, but where, where does Treble fall in that mix? Like, do you know off the top of your head what the industry average is uh, and where Treble stands compared to yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I should be able to give the, the number, um, but I, I don't know it offhand, but the, the, the league that we're in is in Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Music. So our, our agreements are confidential with the industry, but they're on par with those other three companies I just named. Awesome. Bob Vanek is the CFO, the founding CFO, actually, of Treble Music. Uh, I would highly encourage everyone to uh, check out uh, Going Public Episode 2, in which they are featured, goingpublic.com. Make sure all the links are in the chat and in the description. Bob, uh, looking forward to following the progress as you go through this raise, as we've seen on the show. And uh, thanks for coming on our show today. Thanks, guys. I'll come back anytime. Love, love your all show. Right. Take Trivia care. next Thursday. Trivia is next Thursday. Trivia is next Thursday. Come in. Come in. All right.
<laughs> See you, Bob. Uh, and let me let me make sure I once again just I want to get those links in there. So uh, I threw out the um, the links to the company list and the disclosure list. I'm putting the link to the actual episode in the chat right now. There it is. Going public episode two. We're going to be featuring a different company, uh, a different executive from the, uh, this show on our show. Actually, tomorrow. We're going to have another uh, company from this series on our show tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you who. You're going to have to tune in to find out. Woo. It's a good uh, little tease, Spencer. Call, yeah, they, Melanie's they asking for the ticker. Melanie, not a public company yet. Not, not but, yet, Melanie. But you can invest in it still. Uh, through, and, the, and, and that's the idea. Through sorry. the links uh, right. Spencer just dropped. People are talking about Neil Young in the chat. I don't know. I mean, I don't, like, it's like, who cares? To me, it was kind of silly. Like, I don't know. It's like, why are you trying to, it, like, instead of saying going to Spotify and saying me or Joe Rogan, I would rather see Neil Young go on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, can we can we table this conversation for tomorrow? Because we're going to have uh, an executive from a uh, from a streaming company that is backed by Spotify. Spotify has a stake in this company. Um, it's called Soundtrack Your Brand, and we're going to have their their CEO, and we're going to talk about all this okay. tomorrow. So let's just table the the Joe Rogan Neil Young thing for tomorrow. We'll talk about that. Um, I did want. We only have nine minutes left in this show, though, and I just want to. I agree, quick- Jim. I used to like Joe Rogan a lot. I, I just, when I was younger, I just I don't know. He's just gotten. I don't know. I feel like. Go ahead. No, no, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to say, like, I feel like over time, he at one point, he really was like bringing on a lot of people that had different viewpoints and tried to like, you know, take in information and decide like what he thought or whatever, not even give his own opinions a lot of time. And now I just feel like no matter what, he's always trying to play devil devil's advocate, regardless of like what the information or facts are presented to him, which is fine. I mean, we always need devil advocates, but I I agree, Jim. I've kind of like lost my um, fandom on on Joe Rogan. It's, It's the classic cycle. Of um, yep. uh, of he became mainstream and then now he's not as right. Like, cool e- everyone goes through it. Uh, real yeah. quickly, let's go to the earnings real fast. This is a calendar for tonight. My mouse, look where my mouse is. I am. Uh, oh wait, where? What the hell? Where am I? There I am. All right, we're over here. We're on Thursday after the close. That's where we're at right now. Apple, Visa, U.S. Steel, Juniper, Western Dig, Mondelez, Ooh, Atlassian, Robinhood. All reporting tonight, we are going to stream the earnings calls for Apple and for Robinhood on our YouTube channel tonight. Um, Let me just confirm the time for you right now. The Apple conference call is at 5 p.m. The Robinhood conference call is also at 5 p.m. So we'll be doing that, youtube.com slash Benzinga, to actually watch the earnings calls uh, and listen. You can do it on the IR website, but why not do it and hang out in chat while with us? So that's what we're gonna do. Um, is going public like Start Engine? It is similar. Yeah, it, it's a similar idea. The idea is that you invest in a company before they go public. That, so it, but but it's it's not it's not quite the same thing. But um, it's a good question, Melanie. Uh, so here's the calendar for tonight. And then while we're at it, tomorrow morning, Caterpillar, Chevron, Philip sixty six. That's pretty much it. And that interests me tomorrow morning. So uh, big day for earnings. Apple. Let's go to that Apple chart, Aaron, and let's look. It's I, red. I know. We did go red. Apple, whatever happens with Apple this afternoon is going to determine what the market does tomorrow. For sure. That I'm with you 100% on that one. I mean, Apple's what? It's the biggest waiting in SPY? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
most valuable company. I mean, uh, here's what I'm worried about, honestly, is that Apple reports good earnings, good and, revenue, and stock beats, sales. Yep. Yeah, and they give like a little bit. Of, I, I mean, it's just smart as a, it, it's smart as like an executive to give some kind of conservative guidance because then it sets you up to beat it. Like, what do, do they really want to say? That's that's what Elon. That's what Elon Musk did last night. He was like, he was so conservative. Which is like rare for Elon Musk, but it's probably still in that had some claims that will end up not being no he, deadlines. Well, mm, I don't know. I can't speak on it. I didn't listen yeah, to it or yeah. anything. You know what he said? He said that the um, uh, the robot, uh, what's it called, everyone? What, what's the what's Tesla's robot? The, uh, the, uh, the, the humanoid thing? What's I that called? Know. He said that's the most important thing they're working on right now. Anyway, um, Apple red for the day. Um, while we're at it, we should just take a look at Tesla because it's had a pretty, pretty rough go of it today. Uh, no buyers today off the open. No buyers for Tesla. Straight down. Still making new lows of the day. Down almost 9%. Again, this goes back to what I was saying the other day. Um, trying to interpret whether earnings reports are good or bad. And I'm really speaking to myself here. Is it's a fool's errand. I'm just going to be honest. It's a and I I've conditioned myself to, you know, look at the EPS and look at the revenue and look at the estimates and 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 whatever unique metrics apply to that company, whether it's MAUs or comps or whatever. But it's good to know that stuff. But honestly, the market reaction is going to be what it is, regardless of what the numbers are. It's going to be driven by computers and driven by algos, and you're better off following that than trying to be the person to to um you know say no this was actually a good report or no this is actually a bad report long term they matter short term they they don't they they don't so tesla rough go over today but again the story will be apple tonight that's where we're at apple just turned red Q's also just turned red uh here's my overview of the market uh today we've got um th there is more green here this morning we are now red in more sectors than we are green uh communication services up half a percent uh consumer staples up half a percent and um that's and then utilities up half a percent that's what we got that's what we got today so anyway all right, we've got about four more minutes left on the show. If you guys missed it earlier, I've got a ski trip coming up. Don't have enough money for it, so I'm looking for ways to raise capital. If anyone's got a nice YOLO trade for me to make. Um, Wait, we never finished the, the veil thing. You want to buy some... No, we want to sell. You can't sell. We want to buy some... The are you talking about on the on the stock Vale resorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to buy some a little something something? Uh, I'm looking at the chart right now. In the last can, can in you the buy, last can month, you it's down twenty percent. Can you buy a monthly or is that too is that not good? Because... I could. I just I don't know like directionally which way I'd want to. It looks very bearish. The chart looks very bearish to me, but it does look like we're coming. We're at two sixty seven right now. We've got some previous resistance at two sixty five. Okay. That could be interesting to wait and see if it bounces off that level, and then if it does, to get in on the upside. I don't hate that. Uh, but right now, so you're going away for President's Day, which is before the third Friday in February. No. Yes. No. What? Yeah. I don't know. Are you asking me? Yeah. Yes. Isn't it President's Day is the twenty? Uh... Well, let's look. No, the third February, the third Friday in February is the eighteenth. Oh, the eighteenth. Though it's, it's early. It's that weekend. Oh. It's that weekend. I'll be traveling to Colorado that Friday. Oh. All right. Netflix puts 
Uh, Buy some February puts. SQQ will put you in a chalet for a week. <laughs> I like that. You sold me on that, and now I'm picturing myself. See, that's a that's a good salesman. You got to be able to to let the person that you're trying to sell to picture themselves in the in the car, whatever you're trying to sell. I can picture myself in Wait, a chalet. Can, can I give a quick update on my? Is that what it's called, a chalet? Yeah. Okay. Can I can I give yeah. a quick update on my gambling life? Remember I mentioned the DraftKings blackjack I was doing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that money's all gone. Yeah. Yep. Spencer got down to a dollar. And, and then I got that dollar. I, to... I got up to ninety, and now it's all gone. What's the return from one dollar to ninety dollars? gajillion percent it's all gone now though yeah lost in two minutes last night anyway um yeah okay we'll have to follow up on this uh on this on this veil i have uh, i i i the one thing i i should probably sit on the sideline for a second i still have like 400 dollars buying power in my robin hood i do have these apple calls for today so that could be like a make or break if i if apple if these expire worthless tomorrow which i'm anticipating they do i'm gonna need a big yolo trade with these last 400 dollars. all right I'm just saying how it is, and then All if right. I and if I don't, then I have credit cards for a reason. So hey, credit's a thing. All right, let's, let, we're gonna wrap. That is a, the end of our show today. This was a fun one. I had a fun two and a half hours. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to go to our swag store, the website swag.benzinga.com. Link in description. If you want to check out Benzinga Pro, free two week trial for everyone. Pro.benzinga.com. Uh, what else did, what was I going to say? Uh, email us with feedback shows at Benzinga.com. And, um, <laughs> Doug, I don't know if because Ross Gerber likes it means, means that's, if that's a good thing or not, but uh, yeah, Ross is your boy. Ross is your boy. He is our boy. He's a friend of the show. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it's not, it's not enough for me to say like, Oh, I, Ross likes this stock. So I love it. All right. Same thing with Kathy. Wood. All right. Same the road, the, the roadmap is going, I bought Kraft Heinz cause of Warren Buffett. I got screwed. Walk, yeah. uh, the roadmap. What, what does that guy know? What does he know? The roadmap is live going live right now. We're talking NFTs, NFT winter. No, no such thing. Well, maybe there is such a thing. I don't winter know. Winter is coming. Winter is it is winter coming or is it here? Or is so, it going? So this stream will end, redirect you automatically to the roadmap, going live. They're talking meme stocks and JPEGs. The roadmap live right now. Everyone have a great rest of your day. I will catch you on at the close in an hour and a half. And uh stay green out there, everyone. Happy trading. And, and pray for Apple today. For pray, me. Pray for Apple. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.